With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male! And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. very severe case of um, what's called Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> I would like to see the party and every candidate come out with a very simple message. He won the election by 70,000 votes in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. He won it because he had help by the Russians. I don't want to live in a country run by Vladimir Putin. I don't think anybody in the country should want that. I don't understand why millions of people don't get that message. Oh, good for you. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. Would you be my vice president for Canada? <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. He's absolutely right. I doubt it. You are fake news. Go home, bitch. I agree with that. Very fake news. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. What? Day of the brick, day of the rope. I'm in ready. Oh, yeah. Skag free over here. Get the part, Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We did it. We are finally uh, at the end of our run against Game of Thrones. We made it. Thanks to everyone who has stuck with us through this uh, through this yeah. run but considering this season it might not have been as hard to stick with this show against game of thrones as i once thought it's been so disappointing i i have my hopes uh i i'm holding on to some naive hopes of just one last trick up their sleeves one twist to just throw a total curveball into the season but i don't think that's going to happen as long as all the women lose, I'll be happy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think it might have a, a good old-fashioned happy feminist ending. Just like Batwoman, which we'll talk about later. <sighs> Did you watch that trailer? Oh my god. I can't wait to get to that uh to get to that at the end of the show. But beforehand, uh Big news this week, as always, states across the country continue passing restrictions on abortion and progressives double down with their usual claims. Uh, like my claim to my body also includes a claim to someone else's body. We keep hearing that. And um, and these laws don't count because they're made by old white men in Alabama and elsewhere. We'll get through all that. 14-year-old uh, YouTube sensation Soph gets the badge of honor of a BuzzFeed hit piece before YouTube starts punishing her. And then she appears on the Alex Jones show. When I was watching her on Alex Jones earlier today, I thought, man, this, what world have I entered where there's right. this, like, this, this red-pilled child on Alex Jones' show? She also show. was on Ramsey Paul and oh, I didn't know she that. was on Red Ice. Really? Yeah, and it was a great interview and huh. I just, I love her. I'm, it, I'm happy she's in the crowd, yeah. It, it was 
it was such a it was such a weird experience to watch Alex Jones and a 14-year-old child both talking about how they're similar enemies of the Silicon Valley establishment. She's real cute too. It's it was, I think this was yeah. a bad move by BuzzFeed. We'll go through it all. Uh, meanwhile, the Democratic clown car gets more crowded as New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio joins the race, as well as my governor, Steve Bullock of Montana. If you haven't heard of him, I only did 10 minutes ago uh, before the show. And I live here, and it seems that not all, uh, that uh, that even Steve Bullock has not heard of Steve Bullock. <laughs> if you watch that clip of him explaining yeah. uh, what his top qualifications are, his top accomplishments as governor of the state of Montana are. We'll get through that. Plus, as you heard in the intro, Joe Biden hears from a self-described Trump derangement syndrome sufferer and praises her wisdom. That was a good one. The college board will consider adversity in its SAT scoring. That's not, they say that it's not going to be, it's going to be an addendum to their score. Oh, so it's, it's not a direct factor in the score. It's kind of a. That's what they say. Yeah, but we don't get to look at it. Only the college administrators do. Yeah, because they want okay. to see how much adversity you've overcome because that matters in the marriage. Yeah, adversity judged by statistics of your community, not you individually. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, milkshakes are the weapon of choice for European Antifa and Burger King implies its endorsement. That's a weird story. And then, as I mentioned, we'll close the show with CW unveiling the trailer for its new Batwoman show. It is even more terrible <laughs> than I could have imagined. Thanks to everyone who, uh, who emailed me that clip. I had prepared myself when I hit play and it was worse than I expected. And of course, uh, we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It sure. will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show at mattchristiansenmedia.com. Thanks for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. Remember if you'd like some sweet deals from fellow listeners on ammunition and firearms engravings from Phoenix ammunition and Sonoran defense technologies, check out mattchristiansenmedia.com slash deals linked in the description. We've got some promo codes for you there. I, I was told before we went live that this meetup in Melbourne actually brought a tear Mel, <laughs> Melbourne. Sorry, I mispronounced Melbourne, Australia brought a tear to your eye. Okay, that's true, but I also cry a lot. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about that. But yeah, this this really did. Because there are a lot of like hot chicks there and then the balloons. And I, you know, I was like, I can't believe we built this show. Look at all these people all over the world watching our show. <laughs> this is, I think, the third meetup in Melbourne. <laughs> and I want to be fair because I've going back, I've had a policy of like, we'll do one picture per city for X amount yeah. of time because we got to keep it manageable. This was special. The, the reason I had to show this and it's not a slight at the other cities, but one, the balloons were very impressive. And secondarily, I am told, according to the emailer, that Smegma Bukaki 69, <laughs> the Smegma Bukaki 69, flew into Melbourne from Sydney. Oh, it's so touching. He, he, he flew. I don't know which one he is in the photo, but he flew across his country to, uh, to meet with all these people. Do you people, think it's so. yellow hat guy? I have no idea. Who knows? I mean, it might be. He's doing the white power symbol. He's a multicultural white supremacist down there front and center. I don't know if that's him. Mr. Smegma Bukaki. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I'm glad you guys had a fun time. This and, one and... from Colorado Springs is also really good. Some good mm. beard action, some old timers. That one made me a little bit misty in the eye area too. Yeah. That's, that's good to see. Glad you guys had fun in Colorado Springs. And lastly, Orange County. Oh, a lot of people, of people showing there. up in Orange County, California. So I can't good for believe you guys. We have a meetup in Orange County. 
Well, that that was supposedly like the the conservative holdout of California. But yeah. even that, you know, the Democrats did the old Night King bid and raised the dead and all the Democrats came out to vote in Orange County this last election cycle. And even that went blue. Yeah. So, uh, you know, who knows? It's who knows what it's due to. But it seems like even that that uh, safe space in California has been compromised. I don't know, man. I, they'd be able to tell you more than I. When I went down to Laguna Beach last year around this time, it was definitely different than it was five years ago when I had been. Pray tell, what do you mean by that? Well, I saw I saw a lot of uh, wonderful diversity. Ah. It, it really enriched the entire place. It's an enriched, yeah. Yeah, it was a very enriched uh, experience when I was mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. Yes. But we'll people out. of your burrito eating variety or of your throwing a child off of a balcony variety. And well, there were a lot there were a lot more upscale hobos in <laughs> Laguna Beach this time. That's not a racial too. thing. I mean, I guess Seattle is filled with upscale white hobos. Yeah, I mean, of all the places to be a hobo, Laguna Beach might not be a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on, we'll get to, we'll get to uh, some quick stories before we start talking about the abortion issue. Hard hitting journalism right here. We're bringing to you guys. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, in, in terms of the meme world, Grumpy Cat has died. Oh. If you remember kind of Grumpy Cat pictured on your screen, the actual Grumpy Cat behind the meme died on Friday. She was seven years old. The cat's name was oh. Tartar Sauce. Interestingly enough, it's not, uh, oh, I can't read the whole New York Times article here because of private mode, but it's spelled T A R D A R Tartar Sauce. Okay. Uh. Uh, this cat lived in Arizona and died of complications from a urinary tract infection. She rose oh to prominence, God. of course, on Reddit six years ago under the name Grumpy Cat. The cat's famous scowl is the result of feline dwarfism. So it's not actually that funny. She was <laughs> <laughs> mixed breed and the owners are unsure of the exact mix uh, of this cat. Her owners say despite her look, she was not grumpy at all. She was very cuddly and very nice. Oh, now, you've heard of uh, the hoax hate of the week that we do frequently on this show, although it's been a couple of weeks. Seems like hoax hates maybe dying out post Jesse Smollett. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't think so. We'll see when it comes back. But this teacher in Massachusetts is taking it up a notch. I don't have a sounder for hoax school shooting of the week. Yeah, really. Or at least something of that variety. I hope we never get to a place where we have to develop a sounder for this. For hoax school hoax shooting school of the shooting, week? Yeah. I'll make it longer somehow. Ugh. A High school biology teacher in Southbridge, Massachusetts, is accused of leaving ammunition in a school stairwell and then calling the cops to report it. This call to the cops put the school in lockdown. During the lockdown, school staff reviewed surveillance video footage and saw the teacher removing, as reported here, a live round of ammunition. One round of 9mm ammunition from his pocket, dropping it on the floor and quickly leaving the area. We can watch that surveillance footage here. These people who commit their crimes on camera, like the guy who slipped, remember? Oh, yeah. Made the insurance claim. There he is kind of checking his surroundings, dropping some ammunition and walking off. And, uh... Footage 10 minutes later apparently shows the teacher standing over the round and taking a picture of it with his cell phone. Now, I originally thought this is probably like anti-gun teacher guy wanting to make some wanting to get some gun control or something. But he spoke to the police. He admitted to dropping the ammo and he says he did it to prove to the school that they need to get metal detectors. He also had a ton of ammunition in his car. 
Really? So I wonder if he's more of actually like a security guy or even a gun guy who just thinks the school's doing a crappy job of protecting the school. Yeah, but what was his plan here? He was just going to blame it on some student and they would just continue looking for the student? I guess. Say, yeah. This was stupid and short-sighted. Well, it might be explained by the fact that police also say they have, or they detected alcohol on his breath at the scene <laughs> during the school day. The, the teacher denies this. I don't know if there was an alcohol, uh, if they checked his blood alcohol content at the scene or not. The teacher, meanwhile, is charged with two counts of unlawful possession of ammunition, which I don't know what that means, but apparently he unlawfully had ammo. Wait, you can't legally own bullets if you're not a gun owner? Or some, I don't know what the Massachusetts law in question is here. That, wow, that I did not know that. To me, but that's a weird thing to say. Two counts of unlawful possession of ammunition, two counts of carrying ammunition on school grounds, disturbing a school assembly, disorderly conduct, and disturbing the peace. So that's we'll fine. What... Disturbing the peace. Yeah, okay. Okay, I can get behind all this. We'll see what happens to him. Did you see what happened to Arnold Schwarzenegger in South Africa? How random. What a weird thing to have happen. Arnold Schwarzenegger is attending his Arnold Classic Africa event in South Africa this weekend. And... During the event, he was taking pictures with fans, and he was just drop-kicked by a random person in the crowd. Here's what happened. Right there in the back. Here it is in slow motion. And then there's another angle. You can see the guy actually hardly does anything to Arnold Schwarzenegger at all. And then... He's just going to sit there like, what? Is that a fly? It looks worse from the first angle, yeah. Like, yeah. but it, it, nothing really happened to him. Arnold confirms he is unhurt and says he's just glad the idiot didn't interrupt his Snapchat. No official word on the motive of the attacker, at least Why? not that I've seen. It was, uh, maybe it was just the novelty. Like, I just want to dropkick Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I have no idea why that happened. But <laughs> um, in other cases of random violence... This story generated a lot of, uh, of justified outrage this week. Um, let's see if I can bring it up here. There's a lady in Las Vegas who was in some kind of verbal altercation. Careful that I don't show the footage on the screen. Ooh. She was in some kind of verbal altercation with, a, with an elderly man on a bus. And, he, and she was being rude to, to these passengers. And people were having some kind of back and forth with her. And the old man, a 74 year old man, she's 25. He's getting off the bus and he says, you need to be nicer to these passengers. And she just shoves him off of the bus. He lands face first on the concrete. This, this happened, uh, March 21st. He goes to the hospital and dies of his injuries on April 23rd. And this footage gets released by the cops on Tuesday. Uh, now, I prepped this footage to show on the show, and the reason that it's not necessarily graphic, it's just a, um, an old man getting pushed over, but you don't see gore. Right. He did die later of the injuries, but it's insane to watch this surveillance footage. I figured it was fine. What injury sh- did he die of? It didn't say. I assume complications from whatever happened to him. It said from his injuries, but it didn't describe the injuries. But he fell on his face. Yeah, he fell face I, I first. I don't know how this killed him. Maybe he got an infection because of the injuries or something, something like that. Something like that, some sort of complication. It, it did take a month. I'm not defending happened. her. I mean, yeah, of course, of course. But I would like to know like what the actual mechanism of death. Now, was. I would show you what happened to judge for yourself, but I prepped the clip to show to you, and this is what happened on the account. Oh, now it's back. Well, I better be. Oh. 
<laughs> it's bad. I'm not going to show it because of what they did to me earlier. Oh, mine says this video has been removed for violating YouTube's terms. Oh, now it's playing for me, oh, but I'm not going to show it. So what happened to me, I, I use a secondary account to prep all the clips for this show. In the off chance some oddity like this happens. So NBC News had this up on, on their YouTube channel, the surveillance footage of the incident. And I thought, well, if they have it up there, it must be fine yeah. to post. So I, I cut that down to time for our show and I posted on that second channel for us to use here. Unlisted, nobody can even find it unless you have the link. YouTube emails that account and says, you've been given a, a community guideline strike for showing violent content. And I appealed it and said, well, what the hell? This is directly from an NBC News channel. They get preferential treatment. For sure. I, I can't show it, but they can show it. Apparently, in the, in, in, the, uh, in the meantime, NBC may have reversed that decision, but it's interesting that I can see it on my end, but not you on your end. Mm -mm. In any case, we can't show you the footage. You can go watch for yourself, but I, I thought Poor that was guy. pretty interesting. What a yeah, bitch. And I don't want to. I don't want to overshadow what what happened here. It's terrible, but but people should see this sort of stuff so they know what's going on. I mean, this is it's bizarre footage to watch. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hopefully justice for her. I let the charges she's facing are it's some sort of. I don't actually have it in front of me. It's some sort of murder charge that she's facing, though. It's, yeah, it's, people in the live chat are saying that he died from uh, head injury or blunt force trauma. That's what I, like I mean. That. When he falls, it's face first. It's hard to tell. You know, does his chest hit first? Is it hands? Is it face? What is it? And uh, he's pretty, he was pretty old too. So I'm 74. Sure that, yeah. Yeah. Just because he told her to behave. Yeah. Just, just cause he said, Hey, you should try being nice instead of being a jerk. <laughs> and now he's dead. So Poor hopefully guy. justice against that lady. We'll see what happens. Uh, it sounds like justice against, um, against the mall of America child tosser. Remember this guy, of course, Emmanuel Aranda, the guy who just threw a random kid off the third floor of the Mall of America a few weeks ago. He pleaded guilty in court on Tuesday on an attempted premeditated first-degree murder charge. He will serve 19 years in prison. Good thing that kid survived. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what his state is, but I'd imagine it's still pretty bad. He was he well, I've really actually, hurt. It's yeah. been a while since I've checked the the reporting on it, but last I saw actually looked really good. They were yeah. saying like no long-term effects, if I remember correctly. This seems like a light sentence to me. I mean, premeditated murder, you get 19 years. This guy was pretty young, right? The ch uh, Oh, the, the, the tosser? I think yeah. he was like early 20s, yeah. Well, yeah, he's still going to get out at prime criminal age. <laughs> he could have 30 more years of criminality once he gets out. He's not done yet. After a first-degree murder charge, that's horseshit. Although I do have to um, backtrack. We said he was Somalian, and I've... I've been unable to confirm that from any valid source. Yeah, I've I've seen conflicting reports on that. I think we said that on the show. Like oh, good. I, okay. I, as I recall, we never said that definitively. But if we did, I, I looked into it pretty deep, and it was like it was like forums and stuff were the only places they were. Saying yeah, that. I didn't yeah. see it. So it's possible. I mean, that doesn't mean that those are wrong either. It's totally possible. And but I couldn't likely. confirm through any valid, you know, any of the sources we normally use that that is. Yeah. True. Uh. Anyway, uh, last piece before we move into the abortion stuff. Some optimism for you. I know that you've been disappointed on the lack of justice for, you know, people in the intelligence community. And no, you're behind. wrong. I, I just don't care anymore. You just don't care. You've moved on. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you can have some renewed optimism or renewed hope because Attorney General Bill Barr is heeding the call to investigate the investigators. 
He has appointed a U.S. attorney to examine the origins of the Russia investigation and determine if the intelligence collection involving Trump's campaign was, quote, lawful and appropriate. This will be a separate investigation from the one currently ongoing by the Justice Department's inspector general. That report is expected to be done soon, within the next few weeks or so. Meanwhile, it sounds like Bill Barr has not lost his sense of humor despite his uh, despite his Capitol Hill grilling, which we went through a little bit. But according to people on scene uh, at the Capitol, uh, Barr, uh, Bill Barr was on scene uh, at the Capitol and he approached Nancy Pelosi and shook her hand. And, and she didn't said, turn to dust? Wow. No. <laughs> that robot is very lifelike, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, Madam Speaker, did you bring your handcuffs? And Pelosi smiled and said, according to a bystander, that the House Sergeant at Arms was there should any arrest be needed. Barr laughed and just walked away. So good for him. Yeah. I'm glad that he seems to have at least a light trolley spirit about the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, I'm ready to talk about the big story of the week, if you are, which, of course, is the... Uh, the abortion news. And really I want to talk about like, I'm less interested in the nitty gritty of, uh, of the details of all the individual laws and more just the general philosophy and the prospect for Roe versus Wade. Right. Um, I mean, something I will say, this has been very ups an upsetting week because I'm not sure if you're following this on Twitter, but all of these celebrities are coming out and saying like, I had an abortion. I had an, ab it's, it's just like, I'm reading a new article in daily mail every day about some celebrity that I formerly didn't have a problem with. That's shouting her abortion. Oh my God. I can't. And you wonder, I wonder if any of them are actually totally made up. Like if we've stooped to the level where you make up a Probably. story about I mean, having an abortion for virtue points. Remember when Lena Dunham was like, I wish I had an abortion. Hmm. A lot of the arguments are pretty odd too. I've seen men making the case, Oh, well, you know, my child was aborted and look, it enabled me to become a financially successful man. Well, there are a lot of unethical, terrible things that one could do to acquire money. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean we call them good. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I had people in my Twitter mentions because I, I made a video about Roe v. Wade, the legal case, why it, why it has a lot of problems beyond just the abortion issue. It's people saying, what, when are you just going to come out as pro-life already? Like, yeah, I mean, these people, <laughs> these people have nudged me so far that it's like, I, right. I, I can't have anything to do with them at all. I know what states I want to live in. I don't know, you know, Al Alabama, Alabama's law is designed to be specifically, what word would I want to use? I guess strict. You, some people are using the word harsh, but the point is the people of Alabama believe that life begins at conception and they've drafted a law that reflects that, that value. Reflects, yeah. You can call well, it Well, they harsh, haven't really because six weeks into a pregnancy, that's that's pretty. No, their, theirs is not the heartbeat. Theirs is, it is illegal. Oh, George is the heartbeat, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, just to give a rundown quickly of the laws that are that are out, uh, and these aren't, um, this is not comprehensive. There's still more in development. But as it stands now, of course, the high profile case this week is the governor of Alabama signing that bill to outlaw providing an abortion in all cases, but for threats of life to the mother. So if you're, you know, if and this gets confusing, too, because people are making this, these claims about mis miscarriages and women going to jail, it's for the provider of the abortion procedure. Right. That's that's who would be punished under this law. In addition, um, Missouri on Friday joined Ohio, Georgia, Mississippi and other states to, uh, that have criminalized providing an abortion upon the detection of the fetal heartbeat, like you mentioned, six weeks into the pregnancy, roughly. Louisiana is poised to join as well. In all, there are eight states that have restricted abortion procedures so far this year in direct defiance of the viability and undue burden standards established by Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. 
This is intentional, at least in the case of Alabama, and uh, intentional to challenge Roe, that is. To just yeah. basically smack Roe in the face and say this law, this, case, this Supreme Court decision is bunk, should be overturned. So they make the... A lot of states take the approach of trying to chip away at the edges and trying to push the Supreme Court standard back towards a pro-life standard. Alabama is just trying to knock down the whole thing in one swing. Fine. They're swinging for yeah. the fences, basically. Fine. Now, I, I am, uh, if, if you're a pro-life person who, and I want to see, see Roe v. Wade overturned from strictly a state's rights perspective, even beyond the life issue, and that's not a slight at the life issue. I'm just saying this is not a constitutional issue. This is for the states to decide. That's why Roe needs well, to Well, and then away. there's the obvious question of is that if this is unique gene- a unique genetic entity, then doesn't it also have constitutional rights? Sure. It wouldn't it be the state's role to protect that life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of chicken little crying about the status of Roe v. Wade. Jeffrey Tubin, your favorite guy, Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, who knows a lot about abortion himself. <laughs> I can't believe he's out there talking about this after the scandal he was in. He, um, he, he's on CNN saying Roe is dead, basically. Roe is over. Donald Trump said in the third debate with Hillary Clinton, if I get two or more appointments to the Supreme Court, automatically, that's the word he used, automatically Roe v. Wade will be overturned. And I think the president was exactly right. Roe v. Wade is gone and every woman in Alabama who gets pregnant is going to be forced to give birth soon. And that's going to be true in Alabama. And it's going to be true in Missouri. It's going to be true probably in Georgia. And that's what the law is because that's what the presidential election was about in part. I have a lot of doubts about this prediction, uh, just, just in terms of how the court will operate. Like in the, in the case of Alabama, like I said, it's not just a fringe challenge to Roe. It's not a peripheral challenge to Roe. It's, it's an in-your-face challenge. And I think for that reason, it's almost certain to be rejected by those lower courts. And it would give, I think, the Supreme Court an easier reason just to decline it outright and say, well, this is a slap in the face to precedent. We're not going to consider it. Lower court decision stands. Yeah. Even if the Supreme Court does hear it, and, it's, and reminder, this is specifically to Alabama, not necessarily those other states' laws, which will also be challenged. So who knows? Maybe just volume, these will get there. But even if the Supreme Court does hear the Alabama case or any of these cases or combination of them, you're going to need both Kavanaugh and Roberts to overturn Roe. And I think it's possible that either could, but both of them... I think Kavanaugh them, would puss out. I, I think Roberts is really? most likely... Uh, Roberts strikes me as a guy who's very concerned about the integrity of the court and protecting precedent and not rocking the boat too much. You saw this with the Obamacare case. You know, yeah. He was very concerned in what a case that a lot of people have criticized from a legal reasoning perspective, very concerned with protecting the law in a way that it just, it seemed like it was just for the sake of protecting the law so that the Supreme court didn't look like a political actor. Yeah. I, I suspect that's probably the route he would go in this case, but who knows? I guess I could see either of them voting to overturn Roe, but both seems like a pretty flimsy prospect. You're going to actually have to reveal the corpse of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and get her off the court. Yeah, where to, is she? She's alive doing planks. Totally, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pumping iron. Or For sure. Chin. Lifting weights, doing all that. Um, but as I said, I, I want to see Roe struck down. I, I think it is... A terrible decision and you can go watch my video that i made yesterday and 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 t- i wish people would 
be able to separate their opinion on abortion from what With I think. With the constitutional decision, right? Exactly. It's, it is and it's a, just so rich hearing from, you know, t- talking to Democrats about this who suddenly care about constitutional yes. rights. Like, can we talk about 2A then? Anybody? Yeah. Like that, that doesn't count though, because reasons. I haven't yeah. gotten a straight reason from anybody that I've, act, that I've asked about this. Yeah, the only absolute right that exists in the Constitution is the one that isn't in there. That's the right to an abortion. The other ones can be chipped away at because no right is absolute. To your point, here's a selection of Democrats this week saying this is a constitutional right. It's a human right. Okay, let's, let's hear what they have to say. A nationwide assault on women's constitutional rights by ideological extremists who have no right to be making these most intimate and personal decisions a woman or a family can make. And they have one end goal, overturning Roe v. Wade. It's important for men to lead on this issue with women because this is an assault on human rights. This is an assault, uh. assault on uh, 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 the basic fundamental ideal that you can control your own body. No, yeah. I, I don't even understand this argument. Like you have a separate entity living within you that at a certain arbitrary point becomes autonomous. It's yeah. like we, we cannot act like this is too, this is not two distinct people. That's insane. The, the, yeah. The, the bodily autonomy argument is, is, needs to be considered in the context of rape. I think that said, I still think there's a very strong debate about whether the the origins of that life like just because the origin of that life was wrong doesn't mean that life isn't worth protecting necessarily but that's true but you can't force i i i don't know like i understand the implications here because it also does incentivize people to lie about it which did you know that happened with the actual row uh i know that there were some nefarious circumstances surrounding her so she was in search of an abortion in texas in the 70s and actually lied about being raped in pursuit of having an abortion, mistakenly believing that the Texas law allowed for an exception in the case of rape when it didn't. Ah, and that, yeah. that later became, that's just kind of a, a, an asterisk, an afterthought in the case that isn't really mentioned, but I learned that in reading about it this week a little bit more. Yeah, that's totally what happened there, was this was a lady who wanted an abortion. There was no rape exception. She lied about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's therein lies the problem. Hmm. But then it is a distinct life. It's not the, the rape baby's fault. But yeah. then a woman that was raped, like, what about that 11-year-old child that was raped by that Mexican guy? Yeah. That got pregnant? It's like, are we as a society going to force a child that was raped to give birth to a baby against her will there are those fringe cases and the counter is are we as a society going to create policy based on the the most fringe case possible um there just have to be some kind of exceptions for things like that that said and i I understand there is a lot there's some thorny gray area here i I fully acknowledge that as someone who has difficulty wrapping my own mind around this topic that said all the more reason this should be decided in your state. Handle it in your state. It's not mentioned in the Constitution. Therefore, it is up to the states. Your state gets to decide this. If you really, if you live in Alabama and you yeah. hate it, at least you have the freedom to move. Otherwise, you have some national top-down decision where if you really hate it, tough. There's nothing you can do about it other than overturn it at the Supreme Court level. That's what yeah. I love about this. They're going after Roe versus Wade. Well, yeah, you set a top-down standard that nobody can challenge or govern in their own lives, but for challenging it at the Supreme Court level. It's the only option you left them, and then you ripped them for going after that option. It's nonsense. On your screen is the rest of the Democrats talking about 
Bernie, abortion is a constitutional right. Amy Klobuchar says this is unconstitutional. Biden says it's unconstitutional. Elizabeth Warren, abortion is a constitutional right. Full stop. As you said, uh, okay, now do guns. Now do speech. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting. Please. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all the euphemisms surrounding abortion. This is the most infuriating part. Like women's reproductive health. Like you can't have a healthy vagina if you aren't infanticiding whatever's inside. Yeah. Like it's, it's so stupid. It's like call this what it is. And we can have a conversation about what we're doing here. The other angle on this, um, well, it's not another angle. It's just, it's some of these celebrities who have gone with this bodily autonomy argument, Joy Behar and Leslie Jones, uh, prepare your, prepare yourself for the Leslie Jones take. It's awful. But Joy Behar, the other thing they're doing, both of them are doing is ripping on the Alabama senators who passed this bill because they are evil white men of course, or at least evil old men. And so Joy Behar says they should be forced to have vasectomies. Should these weird, they've never pulled this card before ever. It's old white (laughs) men card. First time I'm hearing it. Here's Joy. Can we look at a picture of the uh, panel of, uh, of men who did this in Alabama? There it is. Yeah. What are the, gee, what do they have in common? Well, I think there were, weren't there four women? All white guys. Four women on there? Not here. They are, all white guys. Maybe we should make it a law that they should all be required to get a vasectomy. That group in particular. Those those aren't even comparable situations. Because that's the same thing. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Like, if they were mandating female sterilization, then her audience, arf, arf, arf. arf. (laughs) I'll talk about it in a moment. But Leslie Jones says much the same thing. Also, take note of Leslie Jones' T-shirt on Saturday Night Live last night. A bunch of states are trying to ban abortion and then tell me what I can and can't do with my body. Next thing you know, I'm in Starbucks and they won't take my credit card because I'm a woman instead of the regular reason, which is I don't have no money on it. (laughs) And what made me so mad was seeing the 25 Alabama senators who voted for the abortion ban. Look at them. All men. This looked like the casting call for a Lipitor commercial. Uh, it goes without saying, but yes, gladly that what's between your legs is, is all yours. Yeah, Leslie you Jones. If yeah. you're listening to this, she's wearing a t-shirt that says mine pointing down at her crotch. That that's not the issue. I mean, same thing with joy Behar and the, and the vasectomies. You, you know why nobody cares about hysterectomies because that actually is about your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why nobody, nobody's obsessed with women's bodies and regulating them. They're not talking about that because there's no separate biological entity at stake. It's, I don't know. It seems like it's banging a head against the wall. And this is what this is predominantly what's lost me on their part is the absolute denial that there is another life at stake. And the pride, you know. Well, yeah, the pride angle. Certainly we've we've covered that in the past, too. But this fantasy world that there's no life at stake. Back in my day, I thought that was a given that we accepted this as a tragedy that was at some level necessary for reasons I used to believe in, but now have serious doubts about, you know, hardship, things like this. Just because my neighbor gives me hardship doesn't mean I can murder him, you know? Yeah. And then uh, your video about this was very good. Um, but as we get older, we realize that we can actually, you know, uh, go with the flow of life and overcome situations that previously were unfathomable to us. And I think that's yeah. something that happens as everybody gets older. So I think that you look back on your life and you're like, well, if it would have happened then, I just would have figured it out. Like, I just would have made it a way for it to work. Yeah. Uh, 
like you're poor and you have a kid it doesn't stop like a million mexicans in the united states from having kids like what why is it? financial reasons are the number one reason for abortion it's interesting too uh that's that's played out in the polling data that i want to mention on this issue as well because one of the big lies is that um and i want to talk about these alabama senator men too the big lies that it's just men out to controlling women polling data don't show the yeah. <laughs> opinion breaking down along those lines but what they do show is exactly what you're describing wealthy people tend to be uh, more strongly pro-choice and poorer people tend to be more strongly pro-life, which is a very, you, you'd think it'd be the opposite, yeah, the opposite yeah. but it's not the case. Now about the, about these evil men in Alabama controlling everybody. I looked it up. The Alabama legislature is 85% men, meaning literally anything they do is basically men, Controlled women, yeah. men making the law. That's who Alabamans vote. They, that's who they, they vote voted for. That's yeah. what they voted for. Are they not supposed to handle their state how they see fit? Is their legislature supposed to be canceled because the demographic results, as far as New York or California con is concerned, are insufficiently progressive? Well, as always, the answer to this is more women in government. We can all I, agree on that, right? <laughs> I, I, the th it's like it's none of your damn business. I don't care if Alabama votes for 100% white dudes. I don't care if they vote for 100% black chicks. Mm -hmm. It's their state. Yeah. Vote for who you want, the people that you think reflect your values and on issues that are not mentioned in the Constitution, specifically outside the scope of the federal government's control. It's up to you to control it for yourself. And if I think you run your state in a shitty way, like I do about New York and California, guess what? I'll just not live there. And that's, right. that's the way our, our, our uh, republic stays together. But they want top-down control of everything. That's I love the irony. They think, ooh, it's, it's top-down control. They want national control. Of this no, they don't. They just want to control their house the way yeah. they see fit. You're the ones who want to impose on them. Unbelievable. I do want to talk about the polling data that I that I mentioned. Let's get that up here because it it is important to look at. I was admittedly a little surprised by how even the split is. The idea that it's all men trying to control women's bodies. Uh, according to a Gallup poll on values and beliefs in 2018 last year, men and women are almost identically and evenly split in self-identifying as either pro-choice or pro-life. Now, of course, that leaves a lot of really? nuance. Yeah, I mean, does pro-life mean you'd support the Alabama bill? Does pro-choice mean you'd support Ralph Northam or Andrew Cuomo in New York? Who knows? But if you just ask him that question... Women are 48 to 47% in favor of pro-choice, 1% advantage. Right. Men are 49 to 47% in favor of pro-life. So in other words, men are 1% more pro-life, according to this national poll, than women are. But we're supposed to believe it's all these evil body control. There's this huge control. discrepancy, yeah. It's, gender is basically a non-factor in explaining what your perspective on abortion is. Yeah. Uh, and you can, if you're interested in learning about how it breaks down, there's pretty good data on everything from religion to income to education, all that. I thought it was pretty interesting, but gender is not, gender is like the least important predictor in this entire thing. And why is that? Because it's not actually about controlling women's bodies. None of these women who are pro-life see it as an unjust controlling of, of their body. Right. They see it as a separate body that's worth protecting, a separate life that's worth protecting. Can we at least be honest about that? Seems no, I mean, it, it requires quite a bit of self-reflection for some of these women. I'd imagine that's very difficult. Hmm. Meanwhile, we've been chronicling these issues of pro-life activists being attacked or abused when they're out demonstrating on the issue. 
And uh, they continue, at the University of North Carolina, members of the same created equal advocacy group that we uh, showed last week. Uh, they were attacked by that crazy chick throwing fists at them. Oh, remember I remember. That? You're a yeah. terrible person. You're a fucking terrible person. Uh, this group apparently also had a sign stolen on the campus of University of North Carolina, leading to the arrest of the thief all caught on camera. Check this out. What does it say on the side? This side's a warning. Ma'am, don't steal the sign. You can't steal the sign. You're on camera stealing a sign. I can't actually see what the sign says, but it's just text. It's not even a picture of like a, a dismembered fetus or something like that. It's just text. Sam! Ma'am, you're about to walk right into a police officer who you're committing theft right now. Steal the sign. I just moved it. Just move it. So you took it. Okay. Why would you rip that sign? Because. Restricts women's rights. Restricts women's rights? He's, he's... Would you get off sign, please? On college campus. Okay. I can't believe y'all put that. No, you're not going anywhere. Right now you're being detained. Okay. Detained for what? Uh, larceny? You for stole his sign. He has it back. Okay, yeah, I because I got it from you. I moved it 50 yards. I don't care if you moved it one foot. You don't have a right to take someone's property. I know you may not agree with what's being said. But you don't have a right to take someone's property. I cannot believe these are people who use this Uh, I'm not trying to pet women, but I do have to enforce the law, okay? Do you see us being subjected to this shit? Okay, well, this is a public display. Is she gonna cry? They have a right ah. to stuff here. If you don't like their views, you can go away. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to be here. They're here them. because they want us to watch them. Okay, well, you can ignore them. Irrelevant. If you ignore them, that takes away their power. It doesn't matter how much you ignore them, they're gonna come back. They're gonna come back again, and this is why women have such a problem getting abortions in North Carolina. <laughs> and y'all just let them get away with this shit. Then there she goes. She thought she was gonna cry her way out of that. Didn't happen. She's like, I'm not quite cute enough to get away with this. Just not quite. Created equal president Mark Harrington tells the Daily Wire, quote, students being groomed on college campuses to be leaders, writers, and thinkers of the left are increasing in censorship and violence against those with whom they disagree. Uh, their surprise when held accountable indicates college campuses have become safe spaces for pro-abortion violence. Students at UNC and campuses like it are in dire need of remedial First Amendment training. And I, I agree with what he's saying there. Of all the things that were shocking to me there, I guess it's, it's, it's the fact that she seems to legitimately believe that the messaging on the sign justifies her yeah. theft of it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's insane. But I think that what we really need to mostly I just feel sorry for her because she's just brainwashed. You know, we've sent all these feeble minded young women to colleges and then had their little brains ripped out. And then all this idiotic Marxism just crammed in their We've had their brain little brains pans. metaphorically ripped out about ripping out real brains. I know and, it, yes. it's insane. Yeah. So mostly it's yeah. just people of average intelligence being indoctrinated by people that are only slightly smarter than they are. And that's what happened to this dumb girl. I mean, she's what, 18 to 20. She's got to be 18 to 22. Yeah. Looks like a like college underclassman. Drop out of college, get married, keep your mouth shut, and you'll have a better life. You really will, I promise. <laughs> Learn it all at Blonde's Fashy Academy. <laughs> we only we only work at nights because you're supposed to be in the kitchen all day during the day. <laughs> yeah, making pies. Classes are nighttime only. Yeah, okay. Uh, there was another case in Huntsville, Alabama. Pro-life activists demonstrating on the street outside of 
the Alabama Women's Clinic, which is an abortion facility, they were confronted by a feminist aggressor. I just see the reporting characterizing her as a feminist. I don't know who she is. I don't know what the basis for that is, but one could one could guess. Uh, anyway, this this aggressor hits the woman's camera out of her hand. This is what that looks like. You're being no. I don't give you permission to record me. You're being. I don't give you permission. You're on here live right now. I don't give you permission to record me. You're on live right now. I don't give you permission. Yeah. That's all we got. As soon as I saw her thigh tattoo, I knew exactly where that one was going. Is she speaking woman, in Ebonics too? Is that what I was saying? She says, I don't give you permission to record me is what she's mm-hmm. saying. Uh, the woman says her hands were bruised as a result of the attack. So we'll keep an eye on it. It, se- it seems like these things anecdotally are increasing. I have no idea, but I can't remember. It, it's like, it's this such a sequence of them. Remember last fall we had the Jordan Hunt one, the, the roundhouse kick. Then we had that Ryerson... Um, uh, that that very portly young lady and at that college in Toronto shoving the other pro-life chick. Oh, then yeah. we've had uh, Brian Sims wasn't violence, but that was harassment. We've had these couple cases. Uh, it seems like for whatever reason, violence is becoming oddly enough, the uh, a choice of some of these pro-choice activists. And I say that oddly because in the past, it's always been like the abortion clinic bombings and the murder of abortion doctors. And it yeah. was always the pro-life people or the movement that, was deemed violent and certainly had cases of violence. It, I don't know what the data says. Limited though. Not, I think but. that most people that are pro-life have been uh, non, not aggressive in, in their position hmm. uh, throughout history. I mean, it was just, we didn't know it back then, but it was just being posed as them being the, the violent aggressors. How many abortion doctors have really been killed? Like how common, there, how there's common a handful and a there's handful, a handful yeah. of the clinic bombings. Yeah. Right. And, and those are terrible. Like, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, in no way would I say anything to justify those things. But for whatever reason, it seems like violence is becoming a tactic of the other side. Well, I mean, saying. we aren't allowed to duke it out on social media platforms anymore. That's yeah. got to be something that has has something to do with it. Yeah, well, and maybe Soph won't be able to either. We, we can transition into that one. But I figure we should probably take a break before we do, because that's going to be another long topic. Oh, Soph. I just I love her so much. All right, let me reload. Do, 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 do. do you have anything on Streamlabs? Uh, I'll have to reload. Oh, and I actually got it up. Uh, JBD961, oh. Matt, your videos on abortion are always amazing. As someone who is firm, uh, formerly staunchly pro-choice, you've helped me to start consider the other side and see the nuances in the argument. Take my shekels, we will. And mm, Matt and well, I thanks. both come from a pro-choice kind of perspective. Yeah. And people people keep asking me for a label, and I I'm always avoiding labels. Uh, what I will say is this. I know what a moral person would do. I know what I would do. And I know the states that I want to live in. But the reason that I hesitate to say firmly pro-life is I just, uh, the only baggage I don't want is I just don't want national control. That's, yeah. people will dis- disagree with me and say that, yes, I think Andrew Cuomo should be able to be a degenerate in his state. I'm willing to protect that. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I don't want to live in New York. That's That's the asterisk that I would put on it. Uh, yeah. And then I think that some people uh, on the pro-life side go too far. Like I've heard people talk about, um, like masturbation from a pro-life perspective yeah. and I'm like, mm, that's, I can't... Not a, that's not a distinct human, human being, being at that point. Right. Like I don't care I mean, about the life of sperm. 
so I can't get behind that to, to that degree, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Big LC, um, my milkshake brings Matt Christensen to the yard, and he's like, it's better than BK's. Damn right, it's better than BK's. And Blonde's like, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about that. I don't um, I don't really understand it, though. Why milkshakes? Why? Yeah, and I've, I've not gone to Burger King ever since the Chick Fries debacle, but I wasn't a fan of Burger That's King right. anyway. That's right. They had the pink containers yeah. and that terrible commercial. I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, fake names McGee. When I saw there was no call-in show last week, I was more disappointed than all those people who named their kid Daenerys, <laughs> which I just learned is not Daenerys. And Same and don't forget they're naming their kids Khaleesi too. Uh, Yikes! Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it, it just full disclosure for people. I was uh, a small-scale home remodeling project that I had to clear time for just so we didn't go Lawrence O'Donnell and have hammering. Uh, stop you know, the hammering! No, I don't have to yell. Stop the hammering! On the, the important thing is that it wasn't my fault. So that's all that really no, matters. No, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it bums me out. I want to stay as I think we do. We're like ninety eight percent consistent. When was the last time we didn't have a Wednesday show? It's been it's been a while. A year at least. Mm, yeah, I, I'm sure we didn't on Christmas or something, but you know, something like that. I don't yeah. know. Somebody in the uh, live chat will definitely let us know. Nomification said checked Soph out after last week's. Also suspected a ghostwriter, but after listening to the interviews, no chance. Time to forget about Sargon and start combating Matt's ageism. Get her on. The prophet of Gen Z needs our support. I love her. We're going to talk about her in a minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she interviews really well. And There's that's no how doubt you can she's tell. very, very sharp. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely no doubt. Uh, Kevin Flanagan. <laughs> okay, keyboard, fine. Keyboard only, chat this one. Yeah. He's only making fun of Asians, so I'll do this. Hello, well, Brand San. I recently <laughs> realized how rude I've been. I never wish you a happy Asian Pacific Islander month. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, at least he's an equal opportunity insulter. I appreciate that. That's true. But I'm not an equal opportunity reader. Uh, Son of the Wolf. Can't catch y'all live. Got company tonight, so I'll be listening at work tonight. Also, Matt and I made love in some gross way. Blonde rolled her eyes and called me gay. That is just so poetic. Yeah, and factual, it sounds. Thanks. Uh, Fake name McGee again. Seen a lot of progressives making the argument that a child doesn't get to live because it depends on the mom's body to survive. Is arguing against dependency really the argument they want to make? (laughs) Yeah, fair point. I hadn't thought about it this way. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Hmm. Bukaki Tsunami, yours already got stolen by somebody else. BK's milkshake brings all the soy boys to the yard. I'll read it. There's going to be a lot of those variations on the milkshake song. And they're like, Nazis go home, which is a great song. And I'm like, damn Mm. right, go home. I can teach you now that Trump's in charge. That one was slightly (laughs) better than the other one, only because it's from somebody named Bukaki Tsunami. Can we get uh, a more authentic performance with a little beat? No, I'm not doing that. All right. I'm really white. That's just not going to (laughs) happen. No flow. I hate grapes says hopefully that child pusher on and the lady on the bus both get murdered, uh, murdered in prison. Sometimes that's all the justice we can hope for dark, but mm, wow. Um, boogeyman nine one seven. Speaking of justice, Fox cancels empire. I really hope Jesse doesn't beat himself oh, up yeah. over it. Cheers. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. I forgot to mention that I did see that earlier in the week and yeah. it totally slipped my mind, but yes, empire officially canceled. Although they're going to do one more season, right? Canceled after the next season. It's just Jesse. Smollett's what? Why? Not- I think they're doing an additional season, but Jesse's not coming back. Don't quote me on it. I thought that's what I saw. Kevin Flanagan. I don't know Uh-oh. about this one. Let me think about it. Um, SB says, that's here's Kevin. how it ends. Brand. Wait. Make sure it's not a spoiler. Is yeah. this a spoiler? Uh, 
All right. No, I mean, they, they're doing achy, breaky heart. So. All right, go for it. Go on. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, okay. Marquad says, one, Thank Virginia you. governor reveals too much and suddenly centrists realize they're party to genocide. Send the guy some flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Kevin Flanagan, trying to read yours is taking up a lot of time, so I'll just do this one really quick. Um, the right says pro-life saves babies. The left says pro-life takes away women's rights, which is weird because neither side is presenting a negative. Hmm. Uh, last one, right? Thanks, asking, Kevin. Seagram's Jen. I don't find a reference. I don't find reference to a public appearance of Ruth Bader Ginsburg since February 2019. Is that true? Was um, that the supposed um, like theater? I don't. That, that doesn't that, count either. I didn't. That see That might any have been the airport one, which I have some, my own suspicions about. Didn't that, somebody ask her about um, that biopic that came out, and that was like two years ago or something? Hmm. Uh. I don't know. I get real conspiratorial when it comes to the RBG stuff. Yeah. Um, hold on. Here's my, sorry, my D live's going crazy. Cause I wanted to thank our, our viewers over on D live too, but I can't get the, the here we go. Get rid of this. Uh, thanks to our top three contributors over on D live at the moment. Sente, UR5, UVM3 and whiskey. Appreciate you guys supporting the show over there over on Streamlabs. Cameron says, um, well, let's see. Yeah, Cameron says, uh, hey, Matt and Blonde, can't wait to watch today, but wanted to throw you some shekels. Uh, great video about Roe versus Wade. Didn't realize how misinterpreted the ruling was. Let's repeal the 19th next. Yeah, yeah well, appreciate it. I, as I said, um, I wish, I, I do hope there's more national understanding about what that case says as opposed to whether you like the abortion, whether you like abortion or the choice to abort or not. Appreciate it, Cameron. Redicus says, perfect intro as usual. Love that you guys kept proof of JJ's entry into the alt-right. <laughs> yeah. Also that that uh, the Grumpy Cats owners had the balls to put tarred in the name. Yeah, I'm Good surprised that's not yeah. controversial. I mean, that I, cat's clearly retarded. We can all agree on that, right? It, I thought that that might be what they're going with, but I don't know. Tartar sauce. T-A-R-D-A-R. Good for them. All right, Miss Massachusetts, thanks for creating the meetup sheet and providing a sanity safe space for me here in Boston. I and, uh, oh, Land of the Focahontas made it uh, so many amazing friends whom I can discuss how Orange Man isn't that bad without them <laughs> crying. True story, yeah. Bostonian, sign up. Yes, and I forgot to mention we were uh, showing the meetups earlier. Of course, if you're, if you're new, there is a list, uh, a list linked in the description. You can put your information using the form into the spreadsheet. And everybody can view the spreadsheet to get in touch with people if you want to meet up with uh, friends in your area, new friends. Redicus says, this is the left's child sacrifice. The best argument for abortion is, one, you shouldn't have to support someone you don't want to, but child support is mandatory. Also, you rolled the dice. Two, uh, if you are that shitty of a person, but there is, uh, but is there forgiveness? Yeah, it's getting harder and harder for me to argue. Like, for me, I, it, it's hard to write what the law should say because of a because of some complications that we discussed earlier and who should be punished, the doctor or the, should the woman be punished? Those kind of questions. But as far as just generally in a general circumstance, what would a moral person do? It's hard for me to make a pro-choice argument. It really is. Yeah. It's getting tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Renicus says also, you don't have to raise any child in the U S safe haven laws. And most crisis pregnancy centers have adoption services. I'll take your word for it. I would assume that's probably true, but I, I don't know. Uh, and Matthew says, respect to that officer in North Carolina for so professionally dealing with that lunatic and not letting her off the hook. Yeah, yeah good for him. I appreciate that. A lot of oh. cops would have been like, oh, it's okay, because you're crying. <laughs> yeah. 
he talked common sense to her. <laughs> yeah, I think he was fair to her. He heard her out. He heard her side of the story, and he but he he was straight with her too. He didn't. He, he didn't just steal property. Like, what is this bitch thinking? Yeah. Well, she's thinking that if other people have sufficient wrong think, it justifies her violating right. their rights, which is to the point that the president of the organization raised. It, we don't need sensitivity training. We don't need social justice training or diversity training. We need U.S. Constitution training. That oh, yeah. is what would benefit college students the most. But I didn't steal luck. it. I just moved it. It's like, yeah, when I stole your car, I just moved it to my house. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about Soph. Okay. And um, Soph has been mentioned incidentally on this show for a few weeks and i've not really tuned into her channel until now because of the controversy that arose but to introduce you to who soph is and some background as to how this whole controversy arose soph is a 14 year old girl from the bay area who used to go under the name lieutenant corbis and she used to make video game commentary that were these videos were similarly edgy i would say to what so she you does knew now. her back in the day yeah I, four, I've five years only ago. known her political commentary so similar similarly edgy style now she's just on camera and she's talking more about i mean she was talking politics and culture back in the day but now no it was just over video game footage and oh. stuff yeah uh, but she's been doing this for years so at least since the age of nine so we're talking four or five years at this point now recently she posted some edgy commentary about muslims on discord something she acknowledges so i'll just take her word for it and to atone for her wrongdoing, Soph jokingly puts on a burqa and becomes a Muslim. And that's the premise of the video at the heart of this, this controversy. Yeah. It's called Be Not Afraid. And the premise is, seriously speaking, that you shouldn't be afraid of criticism and these people that are trying to tear, tear you down for having the wrong opinions or disingenuous hacks. But the gag at the start of the video is, now that I'm genuinely Islamic, I can get away with whatever the hell I want to say. Now, the interesting question, since this is now banned off of YouTube on her channel, will I get in trouble for playing a brief clip of it? We'll find out. But Be not afraid, Sky. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll follow Soph's advice. Here's the first minute of Be Not Afraid. Assalamu alaikum, my Muslim brothers and sisters. I come to you today to atone before Allah for my misdeeds against his people. I perpetrated grievous verbal abuse against the defenseless and entirely innocent people of Islam by very sincerely threatening nuclear genocide on the serious platform that is a Discord server. Little known fact, <laughs> I was given permission by the United States government to do it. Not only did I have the codes, but the launch keys were in and the missiles were seconds away from being launched. All of a sudden though, I received a flood of Twitter mentions telling me that the actions I described were morally wrong, a fact which I was completely oblivious to. In their sage wisdom, they proved irrefutably that my hatred was unjustified, assuring me that there is no meaningful correlation between Islam and the proliferation of rape gangs in Europe. Long story short, peer pressure succeeded in completely changing my mind, and the peacemaking spirit of John McCain inspired me to stop the nukes just in time. Since then, I've become a devout follower of the Prophet Muhammad. Suffice to say, I've been having a fuck ton of fun. Of course, I get raped by my 40-year-old husband every so often, and I have to worship a black cube to indirectly please an ancient Canaanite god. But at least I get to go to San Fran and stone the shit out of some gays, and the cops can't do anything about it because California's a crypto caliphate. Okay. And the, re the rest of the video is her just doing a sharp, methodical breakdown of these smear merchants. And... Yeah. You know, them trying to take down any political opposition and silence them. And if you watch the whole video, you can see it on BitChute. It's 18 minutes long. 
it's aside from being uncharacteristically sharp and witty for a child that young, it is also she's dead not, on she's not a child or a, a person of her youth. It is also dead on accurate in its diagnosis of exactly the type of people like Joe Bernstein who write who writes this hit piece about Soph in response to in response to that video as though right on cue, like as, as though directed by Soph herself to do it. Yeah. So this gets published on Monday and this hit piece smears Soph. It says, yes, if you want a vision of the future, YouTube is midwifing. Imagine a cherubic white girl mocking Islamic dress while lecturing her hundreds of thousands of followers about Muslim rape gangs, social justice homos, and evils wrought by George Soros under the thin guise of edgy internet comedy forever. Now, it also blames YouTube for radicalizing kids. It says, uh, it says users, and more importantly, to YouTube, advertisers have over the past year started to hold the platform accountable for enabling the exploitation of children and exposing them to disturbing content. But this video reveals an entirely different way the platform is harming kids by letting them express extreme views in front of the entire world. This is what indoctrination looks like when it's reflected back by the indoctrinated. So Soph is indoctrinated. Whoa. What That's a bunch of leftist horseshit. That is so insane to me because this guy is probably like, oh, I don't give a crap that Lactatia is getting anally raped at a no, gay club not. every other day, but like, stop Bernstein is like, stop this this conservative child. Yeah. And Desmond's three and Lactatia, they're three or four years younger than Sophia. Yes. Is her name yeah. Sophia? I don't know. I would assume so it's some Sophie, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what her real name is. As far as I'm aware, it's not been published by any of these people. Now, this article also claims, interestingly enough, this is what I find fascinating, because if true, this would be the only thing of note in this article, is that um, that she supposedly threatened Susan WikiWiki, the YouTube, C the YouTube CEO. Let's, uh, where, where is it in the story here? Let's find it, just so I can be as specific as possible. But yeah, apparently, and I guess this is something that Soph acknowledges to, to saying, but this has been this is banned off of YouTube, so I can't watch the clip and evaluate for myself. I don't know actually what was said. But apparently in a video, Soph said, Susan, I've known your address since last summer. I've got a Luger and a mitochondrial disease. I don't care if I live. Why should I care if you live or your children? I just called an Uber. You've got about seven minutes to draft up a will. I'm coming for you and it ain't going to be pretty. That to me, if you care about this sort of thing, that seems like the headline child threatens YouTube CEO with gun. Instead, it's far right views, red pilling jokes yeah. about Muslims. And then, you know, in New York Times fashion, paragraph 14 or whatever, it's like, oh, so she threatened to kill someone again. I'm not even accusing her of that necessarily. I don't have the context to evaluate. I haven't whatever. seen it in video. This little bitch is fearless. And we the can police all agree on that. As we'll discuss in a moment, the police have investigated this claim and found no criminal wrongdoing. Uh, now, as far as she's, she's an extraordinary shit poster, like so good at it. Did you see the Seems response like email she wrote to that uh, Talia character that was trying to entrap her in some left? I did not. What, what, what happened? Oh, it was just it was so brilliant. She just responded uh, in a typical Gen Z way. Everybody's got to read it. I think it's on her Twitter. She's at Sewer Nugget. <laughs> okay. And she just responded perfectly. She's like, I know what you're trying to do. It was just filled with internet lingo. It was hardly comprehensible to us old timers. 
Now, as I as I mentioned, after the publication of this piece, YouTube initially banned the threat against Susan WikiWiki, and then they've now banned the the video Be Not Afraid itself. If you try to watch it on YouTube, it is now banned because of YouTube's policy on hate speech. You can check it out on BitChute if you're interested. Now, interestingly enough, we're supposed to take threats of murder, reporting on threats of murder seriously from Joe Bernstein at BuzzFeed, who, of course, in 2014 posted on his Twitter account, kill a straight white man on your way to work tomorrow, responding to a New Republic piece. But isn't he a straight white man? I don't know. I'm not interested in a demographic debate here. Consult Kevin Flanagan for such things. I'm sorry. This 2014 tweet was commenting on an article about how the straight white middle class male needs to be dethroned. That's the premise of this article. So YouTube takes down Soph's video, and that's not the end of the controversy because the BuzzFeed article prompts a lot of attention to Soph personally and her school, her high school in California. And in response to what's going on in the community, the police have actually conducted two investigations now. When I heard about this, I thought, okay, what are we talking about? Are we talking about police investigation into the threat? Which, you know, agree or disagree, that seems like there's some basis for if you take the threat seriously. Or are we talking about investigation into wrong think, the wrong politics? And the answer, as far as I understand, is both, oddly enough, they there have been two police investigations in California into SOF recently. Here's how they are described on a local news station. Found force Maureen Kelly shows us what the girl is posting and the controversy her videos are creating. Assalamu alaikum, my Muslim brothers and sisters. In this video entitled Be Not Afraid, the 14-year-old YouTuber who goes by Soph wears a hijab and calls herself a devout follower of Muhammad, all while making offensive statements. Of course, I get raped by my 40-year-old husband every so often. She also talks about going to San Francisco to stone gays. After the video went viral, it was pulled by YouTube for violating its policy against hate speech. But more of what the Marin County High School student calls comedy can still be found on her channel. Why should you give us about anything I just said. The teen's foul-mouthed outspokenness and rants against political correctness has made her a far-right media darling and garnered her nearly a million subscribers. Some of her comments have also made her the target of at least two police investigations. One concerned an alleged threat made against the CEO of YouTube. So the allegation was that a subject had a, a Luger and um, she knew where the CEO And a mitochondrial and disease. It wasn't going to be pretty. The Tiburon Police Department determined that the threat was not credible since the 14-year-old does not have access to any firearms. Central Marin Police also investigated concerns stemming from her high school. And what we've determined is that her speech is not uh, necessarily of a threatening nature to any individual at the school, that her speech is protected by the U.S. Constitution. Students at the school say a handful of Soph's classmates walked out today protesting her videos. It just disgusts me personally. I can't believe she would actually say that if she's serious. And Nobody she's being funny, then it's not funny. And she needs to learn that it's really not funny. Tiburon police say Soph's parents are aware of what their daughter was up to, but were not, not involved outside of buying her props and cameras needed for her videos. But they were concerned about, you know, the things that she was stating. And they were going to, you know, obviously talk to her and maybe review some of the things uh, before she put stuff out. What? They're talking about the, the parents. The police review? Oh, he's talking about the no, parents. no, the parents. Because they were asking the parents to what degree they were involved, and they said basically we bought her some camera equipment, and that's it. 
Man, and she is standing strong on this one. I have never seen somebody just, she is not pushed out at all. It's just remarkable. A 14 year old has enough of a spine to probably sleep like a baby every night while this is happening. And then to follow up Joe Bernstein's article by going on red ice. And Alex Jones, which Alex, I, as I mentioned, I've not seen the red ice interview, but I, I, when I saw Alex I Jones and so if I thought, cancel everything else I'm supposed to do. I got to see this. I still haven't been able to watch it all, but here's just a brief clip of what Soph had to say on Alex Jones's show. And so thank you very much for coming on and She's tell so us a little bit about yourself, uh, the fact that they're trying to deplatform you, trying to unperson you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Alex. I really love your program. I love what you do. It's awesome. And I'd like to say that you are indeed, in, uh, in fact, like popular among Gen Z. Like they know who you are. You can say you know, the quotes that have been memed and, and they'll, they'll know that it's Alex Jones. There's so much harassment that you get for for not agreeing with the mainstream narrative that it's just too much for people in their normal lives to deal with. It just interferes too much. They they, they it just causes too many problems. If mm. I were um, super leftist right now, if I was spewing all of their talking points, they wouldn't call me brainwashed. They wouldn't call me exploited. And they would say, I, I, I know everything I'm saying. And it's not just an act of rebellion. They would just they would call me woke, you know, with people like Greta Thunberg, they never say that she's exploited, that she's brainwashed with Desmond. They they, they say that all the people uh, calling CPS are being, you know, so paranoid. I just think it's um it, it's so clear that the, the double standard that they have with that. That is this is so great. She's just the best thing that could happen to the right now. Right. Right now. And uh, of course, as you'd be able to predict, the the hit piece itself has wildly backfired. You look at Soph's channel statistics right now. Over the last week, 150,000 or so new YouTube subscriptions. That is unbelievable right. numbers. That's so she's so she's creeping on a million. As I look right now, she's just shy of 970,000. I mean, I would imagine that she hits a million maybe even tomorrow. I mean, at her current pace, she's pulling... Like on Tuesday, she pulled 70,000 subscriptions alone. So the idea that you're censoring this girl, even yeah, by banning some of the videos, of course, is not happening. I know that we've expressed some reservations about her age, but I've got to say that if I had a 14-year-old daughter that was like that, I would be beaming with pride 24-7. <laughs> I would just be so proud. I think she's so articulate and yeah. funny and plugged in. Uh, it just... It, actually makes me kind of emotional. My only reservations are not about her, the person or her views. My only reservations are just, as we've discussed, it wouldn't be my parenting style to put my 14 year old daughter in front of the world on YouTube, particularly in a political environment. But that's, that's, I haven't heard her parents speak. Maybe they have an explanation to me. What that's if you a, had a kid with like an exceptional set of skills like her? She, She's and it's very clear. It's it's very clear. She's not a puppet. She might have help, but she's smart enough to stand on her own. I'm not disputing that at all. Right. And I think we're all forgetting right. what being 14 was like. You're a freshman in high school. Like, wasn't everybody kind of getting into some shit when they were 14? Yeah. I just I as a parent, I'm wary about having that shit on full display. But that's yeah. a parenting philosophy dispute. The reality is, it's not on me to impose my parenting philosophy on these parents. Right. And, and the she's age within is 13 for for a YouTube. She's show. she's within YouTube's. Uh, policies. It's yeah, it's 13 and up. So if I don't like what a permissible YouTube, uh, permissible user is saying on, on YouTube, guess what? I won't watch it. 
Like, you know, there's a certain part of me that feels weird, even though I laugh at what she's saying and I agree with what she's saying. 14 year old talking politics to me, 14 year old girl just feels kind of weird to me, but that doesn't mean that it should be censored, that it has to be banned, that it has to go away. And then I I guess my only other reservation is like, does she, this is so patronizing sounding, but does she understand that after a job like this, there's no, your life's never going to be normal. There will be consequences. Yeah. She knows there are going to be consequences. I mean, look at what's happened with Buzzfeed. It's not like this came out of nowhere. She probably predicted this months back, but then I saw her talking about this. I think it was on red ice and like, she seems very aware of, of the path that she's taken and she's deep into the culture war. I think that we just kind of have to treat her like she's older. Hmm. She's clearly a genius. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, it's the debate. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a question of, it's a question of parenting philosophy, whether I agree or not, but it's not, it's not on me to impose that. And these people wrong. You are 14 when you're a freshman in high school because I, you get your license when you're a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, I was 14 when I was a high school freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, that is kind of a sub point. The, the other things I want to say about this, speaking of sub points, I can't get over how the threat is treated as sub point a, and that's as, as a sub point to the main point. And that's what strikes me as the ultimate piece of disingenuousness in this hit piece. You take your pick, but if you're going after what is inappropriate behavior, behavior on the part of a child and you have wrong opinions or wrong jokes versus threatened to kill a person, with a gun, why is that not point one? And the answer is because it absolutely is about politics, make no mistake. It's the fact that Soph is a minor provides them with some convenient cover. But let's think about this as we have been throughout this. Is this actually about protecting kids, the BuzzFeed hit piece? Absolutely not. Does the left care about protecting kids? No. Is that the stance they're going to try to take? No, of course not. I mean, and and to her point, if the politics were reversed, let's say she made foul mouth uh, fuck Trump videos as though they'd, they'd push that hit piece on her. They, they Remember those fuck Trump videos featuring kids, kids that we've covered yeah. on the show? There's never a hit piece about those organizations or those kids. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's kind of interesting, too. In those cases, if you want to criticize what's going on there, who do you go to? Do you go to the children depicted or do you go to the fuck Trump organization? If it's right. up to me, I'm going to the organization because those kids are kids. If you really have a bone to pick with Soph, presumably you'd start asking questions about the parents, which this article does, but it's still smearing Soph, not Soph's mom or dad. Right. So it's kind of interesting how this child deserves protection or not, depending on whether it's politically convenient to me or not. Um, and it's a, and if, if this is really about the threats, of course, those are paragraph one title of the article. And I'm not going to take warnings or, or concerns about threats seriously from a guy who's posting kill all the white men on your way to work or whatever he's saying. I don't care. I, I have I'm not, heard but haven't seen that Sam Hyde has destroyed Joe Bernstein. If somebody could email me that segment, I wasn't able to find hmm. it. Um, I haven't spent much time looking into this guy. He's a real douche. It's all the typical stuff. I looked at his Twitter account and everything was ratioed with him saying, oh, the trolls are coming after me. Yeah, you attacked a person. Now yeah. people are coming after you. You initiated. What, Somebody who's guy... widely beloved and a child. It's like, yeah, this is a guy who walks into a bar and shoves a dude and then cries about getting punched in the face. Yeah. Like, what did you expect? You instigated, you idiot. Uh, okay, do you think this is about indoctrination? Tell me about Desmond and lactation. We'll talk right. about child child indoctrination. I think this is clearly just about eliminating voices of political opposition. Um, and the, I think the fact that this, that the case is being made by a hyper effective child affords them 
plenty of convenient cover. Right. And then they want to act like it's a publicity thing, perhaps. Like we don't want to put a 14-year-old in the general public. But they um, demand that everybody look at Desmond starting and in Lactasia, starting from when they were nine. I think we started covering that Something story. like that. Um, and I have seen them dressed up on YouTube channels with older gay men. I don't know which one of them it was at the gay club, like people stepping money into his shorts at 2 a.m. Yeah. No phones were allowed. Like they weren't, they weren't going to allow anybody to document that that was happening. Yeah. Um, and then I saw one of them on, uh, some mainstream media thing or some, some really mainstream fashion thing at like good morning America and yeah. target also was, um, sponsoring something. Weren't they? Yeah. And, and it goes, uh, I don't know. They they might have. I, oh, it was the. That's right. It was Desmond on stage at a Pride event, like a, a walkway. Right. One of those yeah. fashion show walkways, but it was sponsored by Target. Right, right. I remember that clip. And it goes without saying. Obviously, it's a, there's a big difference. It's it's funny how the sexualization of a child, as far as I'm supposed to concern, as far as I'm supposed to interpret this, from a pr progressive perspective, I'm supposed to think that. Edgy jokes about Islam and Muslims are worse than the outright sexualization of a child. That is to say, if Soph is a progressive on stage doing what Desmond does in a bathing suit and says, fuck Trump at the end, I'm supposed to go, oh, good for her. She's the future. If she makes an edgy joke in a burqa, suddenly she's a child being exploited. You got to take your pick. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we going to listen to Parkland kids and act like their yeah. opinions are valid? And then turn around and be like, but this chick, she's just too young to be taken seriously. She's indoctrinated, but not David Hogg. They were freshmen amongst the Parkland kids. Yeah. Became uh, pretty well known. Yeah. And the other thing, I dream of a day, and this is a naive thing that will never happen, but please, for the love of God, this is related to what happened with me and the, the strike about the footage of the woman pushing, it off the pushing the guy off the bus earlier, too. For the love of God, could there ever be a YouTube that will stick up for YouTubers? I know. I dream of the day that, that there are hit pieces about YouTubers from establishment media outlets, and YouTube leadership goes, fuck off. Right. Don't watch it if you don't like it. Especially we don't care so much money and ad revenue and everything. It's they say, oh, YouTube's indoctrinating the youth as though YouTube personally endorsed Soph's message. When you have a neutral content, neutral free speech platform, guess what? The most compelling messages went out. Right. She happens to have a highly entertaining, highly compelling message. It's that simple. Nobody at YouTube was like algorithmically pushing Soph. Right. You, you think that that leadership team over there was like, oh yeah, I love these edgy Muslim jokes. Let's push those out. No, that's organic viewership because people find it funny and interesting. And we know that YouTube messes with the algorithms. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, just talking from, about earlier today, uh, just the waves of, of your channel, yeah. waves of your channel. Yeah. Also the, the audience might find this interesting today. I went into my YouTube comments and I had like 350 comments in spam, which has never happened. So I opened them up all these new comments from the last three years of my channel and everyone that was held had the word cuck in it. Yeah. So somebody from YouTube actually went in there, rewrote the algorithm so that every comment over the last three years was withheld that had the word cuck in it. I couldn't <laughs> so you, believe it. So you just can't say it. It's a naughty, it's a naughty word on yeah, YouTube now. Yeah. So that was a decision they made. Anyway, um, it's clear to me that whatever career obstacles Soph may have yeah. uh, in the quote unquote professional world, or even in the college application world or whatever she decides to do going forward. I think she's going to have a bright future on her own behalf. I don't think she course, needs, yeah. I think this is a person, I think she's an incredible talent. I really, I really she, do. Yeah, and, and something that people in the general public don't understand about this job is it feels like you're boxing yourself in career wise. 
But once you kind of get into this realm, you also open yourself up to a world of possibilities. Like we could start writing books if we wanted to. There are a lot of things that can be done uh, using this platform as a stepping stone to other career goals. Hmm. She's going to be. I, I gonna will. In closing, I will fully acknowledge that a 14-year-old girl did a much finer job of obtaining a quality hit piece than I have ever done. Oh my God. I was, I was outdone by a 14-year-old girl. That's okay. Well, you just got to wear a burqa <laughs> in your next video. I know. I have to follow Soph's lead. It's come to this. <laughs> um, and to the people who want us to talk to her, I would be willing to talk to her. I don't know Absolutely. that... I, I, I would say that I would like to communicate with her parents first, personally. That would be my stance but if that's impossible, they clearly don't care about our show. Yeah, if she's going on red eyes, it's fine. I suppose. So it's mom and it would dad. Be my, it would be my preference and we'll, we'll do what we can. I mean, it's clearly high demand. People would like to have that happen. I can't make any promises. I'm sure demand is very high for her. She probably but, thinks that we're huge pussies. I, she probably does. She'll probably come on here and put me in my place, but the people would like to watch that. And I would like to deliver what they're all hoping to see. I admire her so much that I'm literally over here thinking, I wonder if she knows who I am or like, what she thinks about me. Does she like me? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell her to pass it. Maybe she can, maybe here's what we'll do. You write a note, I'll pass it to her and you can, it'll be a box. Do you like blonde? Yes or no? Check the Yay. box and I'll pass it to you. I'll take the heat off. Yeah. All right. We're, we've gone over time because it's interesting stuff to talk about, but I do want to get through the rest of tonight's stories that are comparatively shorter. You want to hop into um, the campaign updates first or should we take another break? Yeah, we probably should take a wee break. Let's do that. Uh, Miles Kinzel, hey guys, if scientists find the gay gene, what will happen? Increase in abortions or gays become pro-life? I guess it is going to be one of those things. Isn't wow, it? interesting. Yeah, interesting options. Uh, yeah, I, don't I know. heard Rush Limbaugh talk about this a few weeks ago. Um, Zomfood says, the argument women have total body control requires the acknowledgement that they have total responsibility for their body, including birth control. Men should declare any pregnancy is totally her choice. Hmm. I guess that would be a logical response. Uh, das Pooch, I jumped ahead on HBO Go. No spoilers, but if anyone needs a laugh, a tide of screeching feminists are going to descend upon Game of Thrones. In a oh, moment. no. Oh, no. I mean, that's what I'm doing as soon as we're done, of course. Uh, it's probably too. wrapping up right about now. The, I can't believe anybody is watching this show. Um, Coward Liberius, that picture of 25 old white men looks a lot like Poles co compilation pictures of old Jewish men who own media corporations mm. and banks, uh, which is acceptable and which is racism. Um, you know, we can't answer that on this show. Hmm. Uh, ask Joe Bernstein. Uh, Jethro Fox says, regarding Joy Behar and Leslie Jones' composite photo of men, don't women have the right to vote in Alabama? Yes, and it's a shame. Rob <laughs> Salman, love you both and the stream. Lefty's mad because they can't delete us, beat us anymore. Hey, Jed, what's up? Play Human Being 2 on the Hotline Miami stream workshop. What? Hmm. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know that. I bet my blonde uh, mispronounced my name. Yeah. It's spelled like salmon. But it's... I've been saying Salman. Oh, it's just salmon. Is it? Why am I saying that? What's wrong with me? I, I don't know. I'll do two more right now. Tom, I... Uh, any lives need to be honest and admit that 14A has nothing to do with nine-month tenant murder and that it needs to be decided at the state level. Yes, absolutely. I wish we could have more agreement on the constitutional issue and you degenerates can live in your degenerate states. You do uh, yeah. all the degenerate stuff you want. All degenerate, just move to California. We, we could deal with that. I'm willing to lose California. Of course. Of uh, just leave us alone, but they can't. They have to control. Like, we want to live in Idaho now because we've ruined California. Yeah, we want to go there and vote to ruin it the same way we ruined it Cox. Uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Chris 
Heinitz says, I can't watch the show tonight, but we'll listen tomorrow. I hope you talk about Trump's Iran tweet. We are not going to. Yeah. I figured since a lot of this stuff is is speculative at this point. We should wait until next week. Yeah. We'll let it develop a little bit. I, oh, God, I hope we don't do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. You see Chank's tweet about Tucker Carlson? No. I He's like, it. Tucker Carlson's the only, per- the only person in mainstream media that, that has a like an anti-war stance, and I agree with him. Well, good for him. What's happening right now? Every once in a while. Um, I think it's easier to defeat Iran than China, but the rest of the world will unite against us, so it's a push. We should not be getting involved with Iran. Why, why, why on earth would we do that? No one wants that. I, I'd be shocked if such a thing happens, but uh, we'll see. All right, we'll take another break soon. Okay. Uh, Streamlabs, Phil... <laughs> Phil says Bernstein, you say, hmm, interesting coincidence there. I have to I can't believe it. Someone There's a lot of hate. Have in that part. So much like hate. Let's see in what else heart. we got. Uh, that's it over on Streamlabs, actually. And again, thanks to top contributors over on D Live. Senti, UR5UVM3, and Whiskey Bacon. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. Very much appreciated. Hopping into 2020, the, the campaign, uh, 2020 campaign for president. Last we checked up on our guy, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, he was saying we I need to ban skyscrapers uh, in New York because of global warming. And I think they've already banned hot dog uh, carts at like st- city-owned properties. You can't get hot what dogs. Is, what is the point of New York without <sighs> hot dogs? Sorry, we took away all the New York pizzerias and we dismantled the buildings, but please come visit New York anyway. Apparently. Look at our crazy bums. Yeah, any we have we have better bums than San Francisco. Hard no, to believe. No, they are more hardened bums. Like when I was oh. in New York last summer, uh, it's like because they have to deal with those winters, so they're like a they're they have to survive. Bums. Yeah, not like these Seattle bums where it's warm year round. They're not stuff. latte sippers. No. leftover latte sippers. No, no, it's crazy. All right, so Bill De Blasio is announcing on Good Morning America, and I'm not going to subject you to any of him actually, any of his actual discussion on the show. Just scenes from behind the scenes of protesters outside calling him a liar because of course good morning america is filmed in new york city so i assume these people would know yeah so there's bill de blasio getting uh, protested by his own people and then Trump goes on Twitter. I've not seen him do this to any other presidential candidate. Maybe he has and I've missed it. But he responded with a Twitter video directly to Bill de Blasio calling him the worst mayor in the history of the city. Ooh. I can't Damn. believe it. I just heard that the worst mayor in the history of New York City and without question the worst mayor in the United States is now running for president. It will never happen. I'm pretty good at predicting things like that. I would be very surprised to see him in there for a long period, but it's just not going to happen. If you like high taxes and if you like crime, you can vote for him. But most people aren't into that. So I wish him luck. But really, it'd be better off if you got back to New York City and did your job for the little time you have left. Good luck. Do well. (laughs) Most people aren't into that, says Trump. I love that. Well, he's right. New York's looking rough. It's having huge problems. It's like deal with your citywide problems first before you go national. Yeah. It's kind of like Cory Booker in Newark. Maybe he'll run on a platform of look how crappy it is in New York City. Look how I was totally unable to improve the crime (laughs) situation. So uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, Montana Democratic Governor Steve Bullock, who has been the governor here for eight years and still nobody would recognize him on the street. 
He announced this week as well that he's running for president, launching up to become the front runner for the 2020 Martin O'Malley Who Award, I would say. Huh. Do you remember who Martin O'Malley is? Sort of. His face I'll is ask kind every of time. Like, like Tim Kaine's, the most exactly. forgettable faces. I think you'll find Steve Bullock's face extra forgettable. Uh, anyway, as I mentioned, apparently his own face is forgettable to him. He was asked by an Iowa prospective voter, I suppose, whatever his event was. What, what are you most proud of? What's your biggest accomplishment in your tenure as the governor of Montana? Watch how painful and awkward this response is. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what have you been proudest to achieve as governor? Um, no. I am happy that Hopefully my kids still know my most important job is being their dad. (laughs) I think the things where, you know, as governor, it's not like attorney general when you know you won or lost a case. Sometimes you won't have impacts for years. But I know that 100,000 people in Montana have health care because of the work that we've done. I know that... He recovered a little. We've done more, to the earlier question, to try to keep the outside influences of dollars out of our election so that your voice matters as long as you vote. I wanted to be fair because he did eventually mention a few things. I didn't want to cut him off and Uh, imply that he mentioned nothing. But good Lord, was that an awkward stall. Does that kind Uh, of stuff affect you more than watching like hardcore violence? uh, Well, depends how hardcore. I, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I have an appetite for that sort of thing. I don't thing. know I how you it. can stand it. It's I like love it. that feeling that somebody's pressing on your thumb. It's just <laughs> intolerable. I can't watch it. That was it's, so embarrassing. It's so interesting. It's like, okay, if you're running for anything, question one is why are you doing this? And question two how is do you what are your accomplishments? Yeah. yeah. Maybe question one is what are your accomplishments? Yeah, that's, that was a bad one. The question is, will it be a gaffe significant enough for you to remember his face? No. I, you think I you'll be able to pick so. him out of a line of the... You think you'll be able to pick him out on the debate stage with, I guess they're going to have to break it into two. Remember, the debates are coming up next month. Oh, my God. And there are seriously like 25 of these candidates. So they're going to have to at least do two different groups, the front runners and the also rans. That guy has no, I'm looking at him right now, and I've already forgotten what his face looks like. He has Mm. no distinguishable characteristics. Well, front runner Joe Biden was asked by some woman at a campaign stop in New Hampshire. She's, she, as you heard in the intro, she is a self-diagnosed Trump derangement syndrome sufferer. And she tells Joe that the Democrats need to go harder in telling everyone that Trump is an illegitimate president elected by Putin. And all right, fine. Some crazy lady said something crazy uh, at your campaign stop. It happens. But Joe at the end says, I absolutely agree. Well put. Be my vice presidential nominee. Okay. I have a very severe case of um, what's called Trump derangement syndrome. (laughs) I have a frustration also with the Democratic Party. I would like to see the party and every candidate come out with a very simple message regarding him. He won the election by 70,000 votes in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. He won it because he had help by the Russians. He refuses to do anything to stop that. He's failing in carrying out the most basic function to uphold the Constitution. He is not defending our national security. He has no interest in doing it. I don't want to live in a country run by Vladimir Putin. I don't think anybody in the country should want that. 
I don't understand why millions of people don't get that message. And I think every candidate needs to pound that message home again and again and again. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal. And we're going to be stuck for six more years of this guy. And that is terrifying. It's terrifying. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? (laughs) Folks, look, I absolutely agree. And one of the things we have to do here. Remember when Trump was the anti-democratic conspiracy theorist? Remember yeah. those days? Wasn't that long ago? After the Mueller report, they're still going to come out and say this. Um, I agree with her that the left should definitely make this, this the center strategy. of all their campaign. They should all do that. That's a brilliant idea. Um, but Joe Biden, you know, I don't know what he's doing. I can't believe he's polling so well, but it's, I think it's just too early. There's no way he's a viable candidate. I don't know. I don't know who's going to jump out and beat him. We'll see. It's his personal life is a disaster. He has a million gaffes and people think he's creepy. Like there's just no way that he's not a that's strong still sufficient. Well, he's not strong, uh, but he might be strong relative to say the Steve Bullocks, uh, the Steve Who? Bullock alternatives. Exactly. You've already forgotten him. It's, it's an incredibly weak field. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's just, who knows? We're still a long way out. I think, if I'm predicting today, I think he basically wins by default. But the problem is you don't have a lot of enthusiasm behind a default winner. You don't have a lot of enthusiasm. I still think that Kamala Harris might emerge as a stronger <sighs> candidate than him. I mean, I don't think she, being married to a white guy is going to be a problem, of course. Uh, does she have any credibility in the black community? I mean, she's half Jamaican, half Indian. And Barack Obama she, did fine, though. Does a California ultra-progressive Democrat, is she able to pull those crucial votes that this TDS lady is talking about? Those select few tens of thousands of votes in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin to actually pull it off. Now, that's not relevant to the to the primary question necessarily, but it is relevant to the general. I don't think, I think Biden would fare much better in such a matchup in those crucial areas than say a Kamala Harris. I don't know. Maybe if she took a firm stance on like busting up big tech, like, like Elizabeth Warren, she might be able to turn Hmm. some centrists who are dissatisfied with Trump or some apathetic people that are still going to vote. Um, but she does have appropriate intersectionality. Yeah. We'll see what matters more like common sense and relatability or being, being on top of the intersectionality throne. Old white man. How are they going to overcome that? They're already saying it's sexist that he and Bernie are the front runners. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? They have to put a woman in there. Well, speaking of, uh, I don't know, rigging things in favor of diversity, which the Democratic Party may lean to. Is, is, that, is yeah. that what's going on with this SAT adversity score? I haven't they followed say this no, closely. But um, OK, so the College Board, which is the company that administers the SAT exam, which is taken by two million students a year. Although in my region, we took the ACT. Nobody I really did take the it. ACT as well. Ah, no. OK. Um, Will well for the first time assess students not just on their math and verbal skills, but also on their educational and socioeconomic backgrounds. They announced on Thursday okay. that the new SAT will include a new rating, which is being widely referred to as an adversity score of between one and 100 on students' test results. So they're claiming it's not factored in to the test results, but it's mm-hmm. on the test results and they're saying they're going to use it to create a more equal atmosphere for college admission. So yeah. clearly they are factoring it in. It's just semantics. An average score is 50. That's like your middle of the road student and higher numbers mean more disadvantage. The score okay. will be calculated using 15 factors, including the relative quality of the student's high school 
and the crime rate and poverty level of the student's neighborhood. Mm. So it's not race. We're not considering race at all. That's not why we're doing this. It's just assessing the general struggle of a particular kid by evaluating statistics about the community from which that kid comes. Which, of course, has nothing to do with race. Which, which also, yeah. So we're evaluating the individual based on the group that surrounds him or her, but it has nothing to do with race. And also we're not trying to prop up certain races over others. Right. That's what I'm supposed to believe. Yeah. You know who's, (laughs) this is going to kill Asian kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's so bad. So anyway, they're saying it does not affect students' test scores and will be reported only to college admission officials. Who else does it matter? So they don't even to? they don't even tell the kid. Like I don't even get to see my own adversity no. score as part of a my larger parents... package of data on each student. Okay, huh? You would so think at some are. point that's got to leak, though. When they start doing this, someone's going to leak that information. Although I guess there's probably privacy constraints. But I guess I'd want to see. I, 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 extra, I'm, just, I'm fascinated by how this is measured. I want to see it in action. If factoring it into scores, then why would it be on a point basis? That is, yeah, I, I assume they probably advise like some sort of calculation. That is to say, what's a perfect SAT score? Is it 1,500 or 1,600? Yeah. So a 1,600 with a 100 adversity rating, right. not only are you the smartest, the smartest person around, but you right. came from a disadvantaged urban school or something like that. Um, but let's say you're black and you get an 1,100 and you come from like a terrible neighborhood. Right. Then you get a 1,200, you can get into Harvard. Right, yeah, that's the question. Is and a twelve hundred, I think that's like the average score. David Hogg got in with a twelve sixty. And of course, you run in. People think they're being so benevolent by doing these sort of um, affirmative action bumps and stuff. They'll just fail out of Harvard. Oh my God! Remember that? um, Yeah, remember that? I did a video on this maybe a year ago. There was a a video or a school. It was like a alternative school in Louisiana where they were basically. Uh, uh, fraudulently applying to Ivy League schools and it was all the talk of the news. How is this school in Louisiana getting impoverished youth into Ivy League schools and it was all a big fraud? They were basically lying on the applications and they ran this bizarrely strict operation where they were punishing to kids and stuff. And the problem with it, not only in in the fraudulent nature of getting these kids into the schools, but when you follow up with those kids who did go to Harvard and Yale and the others... Guess what? Their track record was terrible. I think their graduation rate, the actual graduation from college rate once they got there was, I, I forget what it was, some 10, 20%, something like that. You're setting these kids up for failure. It's not beneficial to just bump people into uh, areas that are beyond their skill set for the sake of diversity or whatever whatever else you're trying to achieve. Um. So, so people in the live chat are saying... They're they're refuting my claim that if you're black, you have to get a you only have to get a mandatory lower score on the SAT. I'm reading this article right now that says it's 1160 on math and verbal combined if you're black, and if you're Asian, it has to be 1380. For for what and to be considered for admissions what? to Ivy League schools? I mean, oh, it's, I see. So they already significantly have, lower. They have those different standards, which I thought was the heart of the lawsuit on behalf of the Asian yeah, people against and they Harvard. have a really Asian kids have a really good case here. Some of them have perfect scores. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll have to see how this plays out uh, in the interest of time. We'll have to keep it moving. Cause I want to have plenty of time for this Batwoman trailer too. And of course, as the chat was mentioning, we got milkshakes to discuss. This is a bizarre so story that's developing recently. Throwing milkshakes at fascists is kind of the latest trend in the UK. 
And this, uh, I have an example you can watch of this happening to Tommy Robinson. This on May 3rd is, is what it looks like. Over the aggressive, jumping around like he was going to do something. He didn't do shit. The only person you pushed was a woman. No, you was, mate. We'll show you the footage later. So you come here very aggressively. You've got over. Tommy, 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 That's what you get for being a fascist! Okay, that's what you get for being a fascist. So this is the new trend is throwing milkshakes at far right figures in... Whatever. I like that Tommy always fights. Well, as soon as someone has assaulted you, I, I, yeah, I don't blame him at all for ass, fighting yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, but it's it's gotten to this bizarre situation now where Burger King is being accused of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, endorsing the throwing of milkshakes at right-wing political figures. How did we get here? What's going on here? So walk me through it, because I didn't, I didn't have a chance to look at this closely. Um, um, apparently, this is some kind of some kind of trend. I don't really think this has actually happened very much, but police in Scotland have asked McDonald's to stop selling milkshakes while Nigel Farage is in town. Okay. Uh, because pro- protests re- recently threw them at um, Tommy Robinson and uh, Sargon, which I haven't seen a video of it happening to Sargon. I've not seen the clips yet either. Um, the assaults became viral protest memes against right wing figures cheered on by liberal media. Anyway, so this is what Burger King tweeted. Dear people of Scotland, we're selling milkshakes all weekend. Have fun. Love BK. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> okay. And so, so that's being interpreted as Burger King basically endorsing the use of milkshakes to throw at political figures, which I kind of thought, well, you could interpret that if I want to be charitable, I could say that McDonald's is banning milkshakes. So Burger King is just trying to capitalize and say, listen, we got milkshakes. We don't care. We but don't care what the police say. they've had us before. Burger King has. And then as Nick Monroe, uh, who does a great job, you should follow him on Twitter. Nick Monroe has some examples. Again, it's not concrete proof, but just a little more context that might explain a political perspective here. Someone responded to Burger King tweeting that saying open threat to Tommy Robinson and a subtle dig at McDonald's milkshake machines always being broken. This is why you're the best BK and Burger King likes that. So that's being interpreted as Burger King saying, ha ha, get Tommy Robinson. Uh, yeah. And then, and then there's a, and then someone is, is tweeting at Burger King saying, I'm seeing a real opportunity for you here tweeting at, um, that Burger King, an article from the guardian about the police asking McDonald's to halt milkshake sales during the Farage visit and Burger King just responding with the thinking guy emoji. So people have been explicitly political with Burger King and they're responding with kind of a trolley spirit. I guess I understand how people are, are connecting the dots yeah. there. It's, it's what a weird thing to have happen, man. And of course, you know, media are going to be all over it, and I'm, I'm going to hear how this doesn't really count as assault or this isn't that bad. And you can just wash off the milkshake or some yeah. such nonsense, punch a Nazi because they deserve it, throw a milkshake at them because they deserve it. And that's that's not all of it, too. In uh, the deplatforming continues for uh, for Tommy Robinson. It turns out now Stripe has deplatformed his campaign and website accounts. So Stripe, you'll recall, is a a payment, a credit card payment processor. So they process financial transactions online. In this case, campaign contributions for Tommy Robinson, who's running for EU parliament, uh, just like Sargon. They, uh, they've banned his Vote Tommy campaign account and his account for TR Online, which is his website. In a letter from his lawyers, which you can read in this article, his lawyers are, are seeking clarification because they've broken no law. And Stripe is saying you violated our terms of use for 
being a being a Nazi or whatever else. So you can't process payments on your website anymore. The election is to be held on Thursday. Nobody seems to care about this foreign election meddling. That's just fine. Nobody cares about yeah, that at all. Really. And recall that Stripe is thought to be closely associated with the Patreon bannings. Patreon uses Stripe as its payment processor for credit cards. So it's Stripe, I, don't I think. Know. I don't get this Tommy Robinson. He only talks about Muslims. It is weird. The like, fixation why him? With, I always and, wonder that, like, why these specific people, like, why is Brittany Pettibone banned from the UK? And I think it's because of the on the ground activism, like the entry into actual legitimate yeah. politics. Yeah, it's got to be that. Is that it's more, yeah, it's like on the ground, at least discussion at the actual site of the controversy, if not original fact finding. And, and uh, Brittany was, was banned because she was going to meet with Tommy. Oh, that's, that's why she was banned from. I the, think so. I mean, oh, I, that's right. Wasn't he in, I didn't, uh, the footage that we watched was Tommy. Tommy was, yeah, it was in, like a welcome yeah. wagon or something. It's hard to remember. But yeah, it is odd. I mean, Tommy has had some, he said some. Like we all have. Tommy's said some shit in the past. Like we all have. Tommy has had some. What? What has he run-ins. said? Well, he's been. He's had some edgier things to say. But granted, like what? Like, what? Uh, the, like 2011, he said some stuff about all Muslims and some more controversial stuff. He's also to be. Are fair, we still there? Come on. He's had. I, I'm not saying that. That's an indictment against him. He has had some run-ins with the law, but those are also old. I so don't care that, about any of those. It's weird that these things become big deals years later as opposed to when they actually happened. That's that's all. And then they have like nothing on Sargon. I mean, they keep bringing up that one stupid tweet who gives a crap. And when I talk and to be clear, I'm not talking about um, Tommy filming outside of the Muslim grooming gang trial. I'm talking about like as far as I understand, there was a fraud case years back. And so okay, that was because he signed as a um, a co-actor on his brother's mortgage loan oh, that's it why? was it was something like some tiny thing and i oh. think uh somebody overstated their income by ten thousand dollars oh and so it was deemed financial and he was a co-signer yeah I see. he didn't even do it it's some bullshit charge i mean maybe i've been duped by a lot of these reporters into believing their stuff more i don't think that serious. there's anything but there yeah and i've never endorsed the censorship of him regardless i'm trying to understand it in the way that you're describing because i don't get the unique targeting of him either well it's because you know islamic infiltration is such a massive problem in the uk and then they're just rolling over on their billy clubs. Like they, they aren't doing anything about it. They don't want yeah. the general public to know how bad it's gone, gotten. And then the grooming gangs are like a particularly sensitive mm. issue. Um, so I think they have to go after him. He's the only one yeah. that's truly talking about it all the time. Yeah. So well, I, I, I imagine that Tommy and Sargon are both probably unlikely to win on Thursday, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and, and, you know, as we mentioned before, all the stuff Sargon's been doing as far as going around talking to all these people on the it's ground, brave. It's really, really good stuff, man. I actually, I was watching a clip of him being interviewed by a TV reporter and I don't know if it was a milkshake incident, but somebody did throw something at him. Uh, and you know, I, regardless of if he wins or not, he's, he's changing minds one by one in a way that's very I don't know. I just I think people, myself included, appreciate seeing these kind of conversations like Steven Crowder does, where, you know, you're not being presented something through the filter of someone else's perspective of what they want you to see or not want you to see. It's something that is unedited, unfiltered. I I really appreciate what he's been able to do in putting together those types Mm -hmm. of conversations. So good for him. And I, I hope it carries on. I was listening to him and he's seems to be of the opinion that his YouTube channel 
could be banned soon. It's been entirely demonetized, apparently. Tommy like, Robinson? Tommy's, I thought no, everything uh, was... Sargon's. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, Tommy is entirely demonetized. Do they put all... Don't they put all of I his videos in, in limited, limited state? state yeah. No matter... It's like Tommy Robinson eats lunch at a picnic yeah, and it's in limited state. Yeah, you can't get to his channel through the search function. So how do you even find it? I don't know. Uh, you have to have the know. link or something? I think you have to have the, the direct link. Oh, my God. This is so ridiculous. Anyway... Uh, you know, good luck to both of them, and I appreciate the efforts that they're making and what they're standing for. Uh, moving on to the Batwoman trailer to close the show. So, <laughs> the CW has released the trailer for its Batwoman show coming later this fall, and it looks epically terrible. I can't believe how bad this this trailer is. I thought about surprise cringing this, but I figured letting you see it beforehand might let you have some better takes on it. So, I hope I didn't ruin the surprise. I, I will say, I don't know how accurate this presentation is to the existing comic or not. I was told earlier today that there's, a, in fact, an existing comic of Batwoman. I'm not a comic guy. I didn't know that. But this Nerds, looks... the lot of you. To me, this looks not only like tossing a chick into a male character for the sake of diversity, but then having her pause every second to remind you that she's a chick and uh, and that's just as good as Batman, if not better. I'll let you be the judge. Here's the Batwoman trailer. Batman gave up on us. The bat's not coming back. Because he was a dick. <laughs> Sophie's missing. I thought you should know. Hey, Dad. We're gonna find her. Then let me help. Bad idea. Is there something that woman's like a lesbian? Wayne Security. You owe my boss a new door. Your boss is my cousin. I need you to fix his suit. The suit is literal perfection. It will be. When it fits a woman. Oh. You're a female Bruce Wayne. Awesome. I'm not about to let a man take credit for a woman's work. Ugh. God. God, I'm going to have an aneurysm. And that's only like, look at the red hair too. I love that. I think that's part of the comics I was told. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, to, to clue you in on the response to this. Uh, as it stands right now, 55,000 upvotes on YouTube, 206,000 downvotes. I wanted to give honorable mention to some of the fantastic comments I read earlier today. Uh, one of the top comments, 10,000 upvotes. <laughs> I need you to fix this cave. The cave is literal perfection. It will be when it becomes a kitchen. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. Uh, I won't let a man take credit for a woman's work. Uses Wayne tech resources, steals Batman's gadgets, steals Batman's persona. I see, no I see nothing wrong here. <laughs> And then uh, this obvious one. Hey, guys, did you know that she's a woman? Just wanted to clarify because the trailer didn't tell us enough. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, boy. Oh, we'll why do they goes. keep doing this? Didn't they learn anything from Ghostbusters? Help me out. What else was there? Well, they, they do this frequently, and not just with women, but with... Uh, and then the comic people know much more about this than I do because I'm not, I'm not a follower of that genre or that uh, entertainment medium. But they insist on inserting, quote unquote, diverse characters into existing characters. If, if it's so badass to be a female superhero, just make one that's badass. I don't yeah. need to see a, a female 
just uh, just stuck into an existing male character. Yeah. That's the irony is we don't, women are awesome. We don't need no man. But also I need to totally co-opt this existing male persona. Yep. Why? So I can ride the male coattails to entertainment success? Well, I thought the point was you don't need that. I don't need no man except for all the men to be on the production staff, the writing team, do everything yeah. here. I don't know if I've ever seen one that's so in your face. And granted, this is just a three-minute trailer. I cut about half of it out. Go watch all of it if you want to it's see gonna the It's going to do horribly. So I've never seen one, like with Ghostbusters and stuff. Granted, I didn't see the movie, but it, it just seemed to me they were remaking it with women as the characters, and you're supposed to enjoy that. I don't remember seeing clips like this where it literally was, hey, I'm a woman, and just so you know, I'm just as powerful as the men. The rest of the stuff I cut out was basically her fighting hordes of men with her fists and defeating them, that sort of stuff. I don't even have a problem with like a woman being a, a kick-ass character in, in like a, alien and when what else? Is Sarah Connor and Terminator. Have you seen any of these movies? No. Well, and but have I you seen have, the new have, Mad Max? No, but, uh, but yeah, it's there amazing. Have been, Everybody should watch. There it. have been female characters of power in plenty of movies. Sure. Yeah. I don't even have a problem with that. It, it's the remaking thing. I, we, we talk about this all the time, but it's like, does anybody have any goddamn new ideas? Any new ideas? Are people really so unoriginal they have to rehash these things and jam in different intersectionality? And then if we don't like it, they're like, you're racist and sexist. I'm and so she sick has of it. to be and and she has to be in an interracial lesbian relationship. That's the origin of her passion to become the Batwoman is to rescue her black girlfriend. And I'm sure what I'm am speculating. I supposed to do with this? But I'm Come sure on. that's frowned upon in Gotham City. We don't like we don't take kindly to your interracial gay relationship I know, here in right? Gotham. I'm sure that's part of it. God. Oh god. Anyway, let's uh let's wrap it up because I am interested in seeing how the hell Game of Thrones is gonna end. Me too. So let's check in with Super Chat and get on here. Um Joseph said pro choice doesn't make any sense. All the choices prior to pregnancy are up for grabs. The last choice mm. is to have an abortion. Uh is what it isn't. It's pro-abortion or pro-life. The gray area is emotional. I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I made a video about birth control, um, but it wasn't from an ethical perspective. I just don't, in general, don't think people should take it because it messes with your hormones. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom one says two-parter Streamlabs really sucks. Their TOS is funky. The Brits really need to ask the Israelis for lessons on how to deal with rock-throwing Muslims. Um, <laughs> where's your second one? I only have that one, dude. Sorry. All right. Yeah, um, I mean, Streamlabs isn't perfect either. I think the strategy for all of us is like diversify your options, you know, because anyone yeah. might ban you on a moment's notice. Who knows? Uh, 912 Bush, is this confirmation that women and men aren't exactly the same? Does this confirm that men can't have babies and therefore have no say? Basically, only women have vaginal cavities and can give birth. Th That's a good question, actually. That might break the progressive perspective. Can Caitlyn Jenner have a perspective on abortion? Right, I know. They can't keep using that argument and then allowing men you know, LARPing as women come into all of their private yeah. spheres. I, I, I'm not even trolling. Like, I, I wonder what Joy Behar would say if I could ask her sincerely. I don't know Get what she would say. Get a vasectomy. Such a bad man. Derek Finley, do you think that there are people out there that would say they got raped so that they could abort their baby even if it was consensual at the time? For sure. That's what happened with Probably. Rome. Probably, yeah. Um, evil zombie toe. Matt and I once made love, then I watched the older shows and realized I wasn't the only one. What the fuck, Matt? <laughs> He just spreads yeah, it around. Yeah, I, I tend to get around, apparently. Michael Lazari. People are freaking out over this abortion law, but we're completely fine with a law in Virginia that would allow terminations up to birth and their governor talking about post-birth abortions. I don't know. That did get a lot of heat. I don't think people were okay with that. But there were that a lot shocking. of people 
There were a lot of people covering for Ralph Northam, though. A lot of progressives. Yeah. Well, until he came out as a secret racist or whatever. But Yeah, then they were all like, yeah. let's abandon yeah. ship. Um, Which, by the way, that just disappeared. Another lesson of, like, don't quit. Uh, as far as I know, Ralph Northam's still the governor. Yeah. And Justin Fairfax, the Me Too guy, is still the lieutenant governor, as I recall. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, I think. too. I'm going to double check this. That's just a testimony to anybody that gets smeared by the mainstream media. Just don't apologize and hang on. Everybody will forget in a week, even if you did blackface. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's still in. Justin Fairfax is. Ralph Northam is. I know. Oh, he Ralph had the Northam big sex is. scandal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Remember, like that story kept developing in weird ways. And then remember, the attorney general came out and said, "Like I also wore blackface." Uh, just so you guys know. Really that was the weirdest thing. The, yeah, the two white guys wore blackface, and then the black guy like raped a chick or something. Oh, yeah. Is the allegation? Yeah. Uh, Canadian conservative says, "Call him Cuck Norris." I think we already had a Cuck Norris. The the Toronto guy. Well, there was a Cuck Norris before him, way back in the day, and then the Toronto Roundhouse Kicker guy became the new Cuck Norris. But don't type that in the chat because YouTube will censor you. Don't put that in the comments. No, they won't either. censor the YouTube chat. It was just in my specific oh, just, comment section. I oh, don't just know why. your. I wonder if you can say it on my channel. I, I mean, you don't know because you don't look through any of your spam, but like I yeah. get through all of my comments and it, they just all popped up one day. Huh, weird. So bizarre. John Martin, your show is is the more better show I love. <laughs> well, thanks. I'll take it. That, okay, that, that is what that says. Way better than all the less better shows. Blonde's Fashy, <laughs> I was like, can I not read? Blonde's Fashy Academy learned me some gooder talking skills so that I can learn other people's the same principles. That was really hard to get. But through. I'm sure she makes a fantastic pie and that's all that counts. I did. I, no, I was I talking about the chatter. Sure. I was talking about the chatter. Oh, Maybe a, linguistically challenged. Oh, well, I'm sure he makes a fantastic pie. It is Whatever. only going to be a school for girls. Yeah. I will beat them when their cross-stitching is bad. It's basically a culinary school, but you got some yeah. other homemaking skills on the side. Yeah, they'll learn about why they shouldn't be able to vote. It's philosophically sound culinary school. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then if they express interest in math or science, I shave their head and make them sit in the corner. Yeah. Um, Michael <laughs> okay. Lazari, the left says all rights have limitations. Also, the left don't tread on my abortions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't um, tread on my abortion rights. They, somebody needs to make a uh, Gadsden flag snake graphic of an aborted fetus. That's like the one the one time they ad yeah. adopt that philosophy. Um, Pop Mom yeah. says have a tummy ache from mixing chili with pistachios. Ew. But not mm. so gas that I can't send you some bones, motoron, goobers, and please do a Game of Thrones is dead call and party whenever that stupid show ends. Yeah, it's been really disappointing. Well, I assume maybe we'll have some callers on Wednesday when we talk about this. I'm sure we will. But Joshy yeah. boy, Matt plays so video. That kid is based as hell. Yeah. Hmm. Michael check it out on BitChute, too, if, if you're interested. It seems like that she's probably going to be banned on YouTube yeah. soon. So check out the BitChute channel. Um, Michael Azari, late to the party. Anyone touch on the attacks on Sargon and Tommy and the police not only not doing anything to his attackers, also did you see Sargon BTFO the B the BBC with words on their building to do so? I so I've not seen the police non-action. I've seen the milkshake stuff that we discussed, but I haven't followed this closely enough to see the police not doing anything. I'll have to check up on that. Garden Freak, open the chest on D Live. That way people get lemons to give them back to you guys. What is this oh. world? Make well, sure you let us know when you open it. Oh, I don't know how to do that. See, DLive is like, is totally foreign to me, but I'll go over there right now and see what I can do. I still don't get like, they give you lemons and they give you ice cream and they give you all this stuff, but I don't really know how it works. Like how the hell do I even open the chest? I'll try to find out. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it. I think I can do it. 
Yeah, I'm going to do it literally right now. So if you're ever on DLive, get ready. Distribute rewards. You are now distributing the rewards. Cheat rewards will distribute in 26 seconds. Whatever that means. Go and get it. Carry on. Um, Matthew Raleigh says, this episode did the impossible and made me like cops. Well done to you, too. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Uh, All it took is that campus feminist. Yeah, really. 275 Bear. Uh, no sex, no babies. Thank you, Alyssa. She's the best motherless woman to prove the point. You have a choice to make that baby. Close the legs, ladies. It's a choice. Who's Alyssa? Milano? Yeah, it must be Milano. Oh, yeah. We did talk about that last week. I was very confused for a second. I'm like, is this like a note to somebody personal in his life? Oh, cool. So just to clarify what's going on here, it's like it, there's a chest of the crypto over on DLive. And when I select to release it, it gets it looks like it gets released by lottery to oh. lucky members over on DLive who can then distribute that crypto as they see fit. I see. If I understand correctly. So thank you for cluing me into that because I, I don't understand the system at all. But hey, if you happen to throw a lemon or two back at the show, I'll appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Whatever that means. Aggie Jet Pilot, um, can't catch a show tonight. Just dropping in to help fund my favorite YouTube podcast duo. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Matthew Riley. Matt sounds so bitter. Try not to focus on the fact that a 14-year-old girl got a hit piece before you. He said it first. <laughs> you got there. It's coming, Matt. Keep up alive. I saved All it of us for know. last. I didn't want to make it the focal point. Yeah. Just got to address the elephant in the room or else people will make fun of me. Kevin Flanagan says, I'm going to read this one because it's funny. Hmm. The Bernstein cries out in pain as he strikes you. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> D. Benham, I live in Anaheim. How do I get more information about this Orange County meetup? It's in the meetup sign-up sheets. I believe are in the description, yeah? Yeah, or if you want to send me an email, I should be able to connect you with the person who emailed me with the photo. I'm sure they'd be fine with that. So either or, check the uh, check the links in the description, get that info there, or just send me an email and I'll connect the two of you. These are always those when we're winding the show down. He's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, David R says, Game of Thrones is the biggest disappointment of the 2010s. Blonde called it blammo. Wow. We should have listened to the woman this time. For fuck's sake, this garbage needs to have D&D out their asses in the gutter where they belong. Hmm. Man. Not a good uh, not a good omen for tonight's show then. No. I assume the person's seen it. Thanks for supporting. Um, so 275 Bear says, Sophie's a girl and Desmond is a boy. If an 11-year-old girl was forced to dance for cash at an all-straight guy club, the parents would be in jail. If a boy did what Soph did, they would be killed. Sad. Mm. Um, there is some gender stuff going on here. Yeah. Scott Graham says, I check out, uh, I recommend checking out. Is it 1791? I never know. 1791 yeah. L. Oh yeah. Channel yeah. for, for commentary on Soph. They did a great job. Check it out. Yeah. I heard the video was good. I haven't seen it, but, uh, but I heard I the also same. Have not seen it. Um, Fritz Leschenbranner help. I only have a minute. I'm being held captive by Tony Podesta. <laughs> The child molest his house. HRC and AOC are outside putting on wetsuits and priming their chainsaws. I'm so scared. I love you guys. Uh, well, I don't know what to I'm, tell you. I'm sure that's that person's already dead. You're going uh, in the would, pizza vault, yeah. That, of course, was the meme on Grumpy Cat this week. Was Grumpy Cat had tweeted, I have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton press conference at 2, a, 2 p.m. Pacific, whatever. <laughs> Grumpy Cat is gone due to urinary tract infection to the back of the head three times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An uh, Arkansas licensed van or yeah, SUV yeah. with dark windows was seen speeding away. off immediately after. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally a robbery. Uh, Odysseus horse <laughs> to all the Utah fans. Remember there's a meetup uh, coming this Saturday at Vivian park in Provo Canyon. They plan to oh, eat cool. at 5 PM mountain time. Bring a food item you like to share. Super cool. Wow, Send us pictures. Luck. Yeah, please do we'll put it on the show. Uh, G Carjala. Here you go, you no good money grabbers. LOL, shekels for shillers. We are. Well, thanks. Uh, Cameron 
Herrick. Blonde, 1,200 is low for Harvard. David Hogg only got in because he has political points. No, I said for a black person. They lower the uh, SAT standard based on race. And if you're Asian, you have to get a higher score than the average white score. Hmm. So I'm not talking about 1,200 being the average SAT. No, with a 1,200 score, if you're white or Asian, you will never get into an Ivy League school. David Hogg only did because he had all... He had like an interesting tapestry of life experiences or some bullshit. Hmm. Um, Iamafego, my milkshake brings all the soys to the yard. That's good. Somebody else got it before you, though, dude. Oh, bummer. Um, Michael Hunt. The idea with the adversity score is to use spurious controls to artificially construct a strong uh, correlate uh, of race to act right. as a backup. Right. So they yeah, can avoid yeah. the kind of claims that are being made by the Asians at Harvard. Presumably, basically, they want it both ways. They want right. to artificially construct their racial demographics the way they want them without explicitly using race as a factor, exactly. even though they're using yeah. proxies yeah, that right. all but identify. While denying that uh, race and crime has anything to do about it, but using crime data as a proxy. Yeah, there is an interesting disconnect there. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Sock Puppet Joe. Oh, he also said uh, if affirmative action gets struck down by SCOTUS. Yeah. Uh, Sock Puppet Joe. I bet if leftist politicians started getting milkshaked, the attitude will change very smoothly. Mm, yeah, probably. Then um, it'd be crime of the century. Yeah, really. Uh, Rainier Chen. Burger King should be boycotted for selling milkshakes, a mixture of racist symbol milk and xenophobic symbol ice. Is that why? Maybe. I mean, remember when milk was uh, was the deemed new, a racist symbol by some people of, of, like a year thing. ago? Maybe that's the angle. I don't know why milkshakes specifically were chosen. Also, the new SAT standard will just inspire Asians to work harder, prepare for a U.S. with smaller eyes. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. If you get a perfect score and you're Asian, they probably aren't going to let you in anyway. Yeah, it doesn't count. Um, Bill McPherson with the good hair, Game of Thrones finale. Ah, but also not terrible. Okay. Kind of anticlimactic. Ah, no I was mostly yet. on um, Bill's. I mostly shared Bill's perspective last week, mostly. So we might be on the same page. No spoilers yet. Uh, not what you may expect other than an obvious thing had to happen. Change my mind. Okay. I, I probably know what that means. I hope but... she dies. I'm going to be really pissed if Jon Snow isn't the ruler of all things and subjugates hmm. the women. Uh, Please sourcing. not Sansa. Please not boring Sansa feminism. It just can't be this blonde haired foreigner trying to conquer all these. Sourcey. <laughs> uh, yes. So what the left is saying about milkshakes and it's not assault because the next time Burger King gets my order wrong, it's just expression when I throw a milkshake in the cashier's face. Yeah, sure. I think that's uh, fair. Let me reload. My computer is running really hot. Doo -doo. Uh, Matt Daff, every CW female superhero. I'm the wokest, strong whammon. Batwoman, hold Batman's beer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, my uncle A had a pretty good new idea back in the 30s. I can't imagine what you're talking about, Kevin. Uncle, <laughs> uncle A. Mandatory carry. <laughs> a group tried to assassinate Thomas Robbins' son a few days ago. What? I don't. I haven't heard anything about that. I, I don't know. Neither, I think that's the last one on here. Okay, let's check in with Streamlabs. Let's see. We got a few over here. Redicus says, "Will the Appalachia cities go? Um, will the Appalachia cities are they going to get a boost? Will the Asians that live in shitty neighborhoods get a boost? I mean, presumably, if they're being honest. But right, I'm sure that's not actually the intent. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But yeah, you're right. Red, uh, Redicus also says, "I am starting to warm up to the idea that banks and payment processors uh, needed to be need to be treated as a public utility. This is the equivalent of we don't take kindly to your kind around here. Uh, uh, yeah, like 
Let's see. I know this is the UK, but Chase. Yeah, that was the other thing that Leslie Jones said too. She says, well, now they're regulating my body. Pretty soon I'm going to go into Starbucks and they're going to say, we don't accept your card because you're a woman. No, that's the future you guys want where it's, we don't accept your credit card because you're a wrong thinker. I agree that any good um, business would not engage in that sort of thing. It's just that you have faith that the the com- the competition will swoop in to to get that money yeah. to fill that demand. And the ter- in terms of credit card payment processors, it's very difficult to swoop in because that's heavily regulated. That's massive costs to just start that up. I don't want to go the route of government intervention, but I can see the practical application. Right. We're not going to resolve it today anyway. Metal Man says, Soph is a female clone of sticks <laughs> created by the government, but broke containment and she was less PC than OG. Changed my mind. Yeah, it's, uh, she's like, um, she's like, what's, what's the girl's name in Stranger Things? Eleven. She was like lab, not lab yeah, developed, but yeah. like lab um, mutated or whatever. She's kind of like a prototype female sticks that was yeah. lab developed and escaped. All right. I'll get with that theory. That sounds about right to me. Michu says, so short for the Greek word, Sophia, meaning wisdom, which is where we get the sophomore meaning wise fool. Okay, cool. She was just uh, subtly reminding you that she is smarter than you crafty. Asaf artsy says Matt and Skag once made love. It was rough and thrilling and sweet, but then Skag tried to, fall off the chair and raffle. Matt yelled, damn it. I run the show the way I want to and sent Skag back to the cellar. That's what he gets for being a fascist. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's a, maybe I have a secret uh, evil twin slave or something like that that I put to work. I don't know what we're getting at. <laughs> and we're off the rails as we usually are after two hours. Yeah. And that's all I got over on Streamlabs. I do want to say thanks to our top contributors on DLive, uh, Senti, UR5UVM3, and Whiskey. And I hope you guys enjoyed your treasure chest distributions. We good on Streamlabs or uh, on Super Chat? There are. All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it a show. And I appreciate everybody uh, sticking with us tonight. And I hope, uh, I don't know, I'm just hoping I won't be massively disappointed by the Game of Thrones finale. But we'll find out after this. Thanks for keeping us in touch with the facts as we go along, if you're hanging out live. If you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including the call-in show and other interviews we've done. They're all on the audio platform, so check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and more. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. You can always email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Anything else, check out the website. It's mattchristiansonmedia.com. We will, of course, be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. Sorry, Arya. It's not Game of Thrones. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, guys. Appreciate it.